No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Shop tour bus. Yeah. You know what they are? What are they? What are Our they? longest... <laughs> The longest time <laughs> spot, her longest time sponsor. So, and they also are the internet's greatest provider of Grateful Dead inspired merchandise with songs told in picture. That's right. Yep. You can go to shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram, Instagram, and see what the hell I'm talking about. Because this is definitely a visual about, thing. You want to hook yourself up with a new t shirt because you're headed to Dead and Company or you're headed to Fish or you're headed to some other show. And you don't want to roll up on that lot with some ratty old piece nope. of shit t-shirt that you had for 35 years. It's got holes in it and smells like patchouli and B.O. And also, I like extras. So what am I going to get? You could possibly get a miracle Grateful Dead bootleg in your box. What? And, and what else do they got going on? They also they, they got their new box. So these aren't your regular old boxes. They ship them in. They have a new uh, trucking box that matches. The, the boxes match the shirt designs. Trucking is one of my favorite. I have the shirt. Now they have the boxes. Now I got to order something else from them because I want the box. That's right. And you should order too at shoptourbus.com. And when you do that, put in the promo code No Simple Road, all, all one, one word, word. And you are going to get free shipping from our family at shoptourbus. Free shipping. You don't want to be that person that doesn't have a shoptourbus shirt. That would suck. Yeah. Go to shoptourbus.com. You know what you should do? You should go to electricfishlights.com. Why should why? I do that? You're asking yourself right now what they just <laughs> said. Like, why, why? would I want to do that? Look, yeah. Everybody has lights in their house. Yep. Sometimes, I would say 99.8% of the time, unless you've already gone to electric fish lights, your lights in your house are super boring. You don't want boring lights in your house. You're a cool person. You're fun. You listen to music. You go dancing. You do fun stuff. And then you come to your house and you got a light bulb. <laughs> Lame. No. You want to go to electric fish lights. They're going to hook you up with a light shape like basically anything you can imagine. What about a light with like a speaker in it? They have that. What about a light that like turns all these different colors, disco lights, flashy lights? They have that. What? Yeah. It sounds like it'd bring your room to life. It would bring a room to life. It it could (laughs) actually bring you to life in the morning when you turn it on and turn the light on in your room. Then you would wake up to your electric fish light playing music and flashing and it would be like you're at a festival first. But what if I want a discount on this light? You're going to get hooked up with 25% off when you put in the promo code NSR and you're going to get Delaware magic in the box that they send you. What's that? I don't know. Magic from Delaware? Yep, that's exactly what that is. How about if I order it so I can find out? You should do that. Electricfishlights.com. They have all your sports teams. They have cartoon characters. They have all the fun stuff that you can imagine. Get a hold of them. 
Tell them what you want. They're going to send it to you. You're going to get 25% off. You're going to get Delaware Magic, and you're going to be fun. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast, Inside the Musician's Brain, is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Simple Road family, what's Ooh, up, everybody? This is Mel. And this is Apple. <laughs> I had to look at him to say his name. Well, this we, is Aaron. You usually go first. Mm-hmm. You threw me off, man. Sorry, dude. Wow, and we, we, have, that. we have special guests in we at the No Simple Road Mothership. Introduce yourself to the folks, guys. Well, hello. I am Tiffany Ravert. Yeah, Tiff Ravert. Some call me Tiff, but yes. <laughs> and I am Ben Ravert. Hi guys! Hey, hey. And, and listeners of the show have probably heard. You know, we have avid listeners that like gushing we about everything. Ben and Tiff. Yeah, you've heard us talk <laughs> about Ben and Tiff and their amazing property, Rhythm Grounds, mm-hmm. and they are here tonight and they are joining us. You guys are going to see soon. They gifted us something for our studio that you're going to see on wow. our next uh, on, on recordings coming up. They brought us these incredible like Italian leather freaking chairs three of them wait so we're all set up for all you old heads out there there was a sticker that used to go around lot 
and it was a, a skeleton sitting in a chair. It was a takeoff on the Maxell tape commercial yeah. where yeah. the guy was getting blown <laughs> back. But it was a skeleton sitting in the chair with a speaker in front of him and like roses coming out of the speaker and the skeleton was getting blown back. These are the chairs from that sticker <laughs> come to life. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's but even more comfortable. Are. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And what an honor to be doing our very first intro with the chairs with the people who gave them to us. Well, this is fucking great. It wasn't so, planned. No, this yes. was not planned. It Some wasn't planned. aren't planned. See? We um, keep talking we, about it. Yes. <laughs> this episode of No Simple Road happens to be a part of our lead up to Northwest String Summit. And that is the other reason Woo-woo. that we have yeah. beautiful Ravers in the studio with us. And our guest on the show this week is the one and only Tommy, Tommy Hamilton, Hamilton, who happens yeah. to be playing Northwest String Summit this year with Ghostlight and uh, Joe so Russo and J Rad. Yeah. Yep. So, you know. What can I say about Tom Hamilton that you already all don't already know? He is an amazing guitar player, human being. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'll sing his praises for an hour and you'll all be like, yeah, we already knew all that. Yeah, he's I, I bet you we know something. It's, yeah. a, it's a little little thing that he to- admitted to us one time. We happen to have gotten to know Tom a little bit. Come a little closer. All right. I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, a little nervous. It's okay. Never on my. You're in here with me. Yeah. I'm with my my friends. Um, So, yes, Tom, we have had the opportunity to get to know a little bit and talk to several times. And he told us once that one of his, well, actually, he feels his biggest talent is. Did he tell you guys what his biggest talent is? No. He's most proud of that he's the best driver. Really? Really? Wow. He's the best driver. And I said, what, Tom, that's one of my, like, I consider that one of my top talents, Me too. Me too. Right, wow. See? So we, it was pretty cool. I'm like, shut up. Here you <laughs> fucking shred the way you do. And like, what? That's that can't right. be your top. <laughs> Didn't he, Ben? Yeah, yeah. Such well, a kind and gentle guy. And it just, and it just a, a face melter, you know? Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Was, yeah. It was he, cool. uh, total face melter. The, anyway. Good one. <laughs> Both times that we've spoken, Tom, he alluded to the fact that he doesn't feel like he's worthy to be on the J Rats. Yeah, he's the, wor- that he's that, the worst yeah. player on stage. Yeah. And like, it's like, I, it's like dude, I, I just saw you levitate the Peach Festival last weekend. Like, literally, yeah, that, that pavilion that levitated no. during Throwing Stone wow. while oh. you were playing. Yeah. So don't tell me, you know, yeah. whatever. He's so good. But, you know, but that's part of his charm <laughs> as a person, as a musician. You know, is that he doesn't really get to see everything in its, um, you know, full capacity. He's just doing his part and he's doing his part very fucking well. Yeah, he is, man. And he's such an amazing guy to have spent so much time with us. And he was just down to talk. Yeah. And down to have a good conversation. And I always can appreciate that from somebody. Yes. There is a strange phenomenon that's been happening with No Simple Road for a little while now. It's like. When we get on these calls with people, it, it feels like hanging out with old friends. Yeah. And yeah. and it, honestly, like in the beginning of doing this, it wasn't like that as much. It would happen occasionally. Well, I think when it did happen, we were so excited about it. Yeah. And it was such a fun, cool, unique thing to feel that way about somebody that we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And now it happens, you know, often not all the time, but often, and it's still just as shocking. And the reward of that feeling is like this 
high. It's yeah. like a high. Um, yeah. And part of that is like talking to them and then getting to go see them at, at these festivals. Like I said, we just did peach. Stay tuned for a peach recap episode. But, oh my gosh. Yes. Um, we're going to, we are exactly two weeks away from the start of Northwest string summit. And if, for those of you that don't know, this is an iconic yeah. festival <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest. It happens to be like 30 minutes from our house. And, uh, in this magical setting called Horning's Hideout, and this is the 20th anniversary. And sadly, this is the last year that this festival will be happening. And um, so we're super honored and excited to be a part of this thing. And this interview with Tom is the part of our lead up to that. And then next week we have, um, help me out, guys. We have the kitchen dwellers. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you for helping me. We have <laughs> the kitchen dwellers. Sean Swain. Yeah. So joined us. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So stay tuned after the conversation with Tom and uh, we will, uh, you know, we're going to share some stories with the Ravers. They're going to share some stories with us about all the years past because they basically grew up at Summit. Yeah. And I just wanted to say the way that this happened today was, and I know we're going to talk after, but the way that this happened today <laughs> is... It's just incredible how our life is turning out to be and what a great and important role the Raverts have played in our lives, right? You know, up until this point, since we've met them at Northwest String Summit in 2019. Yes, and likewise. Tiffany and I were talking and kind of making plans for her birthday week and stuff like that. And just recapping on our peach uh, visit. And like, I was like, we, we started talking about Northwest String Summit and I was like, we need to have you guys on because one, that's where we met. And two, it's so particularly special to you as a couple and as your family, mm-hmm. you <clears throat> grew your daughters up basically in that festival. Yeah. We met at that festival. Now we're all celebrating the very last festival together. And I couldn't think of a better way to have this lead in to Northwest String Summit than with you guys because it makes perfect sense that we're now doing the last one together. Yeah. You so know. Cool. And awesome. we we happened to want to bring the chairs today too. We came back Which to was- Ben and I yesterday said let's bring them the chairs tomorrow. I'll talk I'll call Mel. Sorry. Get closer. Um yeah. anyways, yeah. It just yeah, all aligns as it's right. supposed to. And yep, we, we actually, right. that's where well, we even met Tom right. is at Northwest String Summit. Last thing about that. But yeah, that's where we met So look him at too. that. Northwest so String Summit. We met you guys there and him the same, same day, I believe. About, same area. Oh yeah. The, the, this is one of our favorite things to do too. Cause like Ben and Tiff are both like the, the little, little uncomfortable and stiff sitting down. <laughs> so getting in chair. We, everybody does that. We've had Cody on everybody. It's like, I don't have anything to say. What am I? And that's what we said when we first started. Like, like nobody wants to listen to me. I don't have anything to say. And then like, Hours later, Tiffany does have a lot, but to it's say. always fun. It's do. one of our favorite things to have friends and family on the show and yeah. have them become so, part of this and do what we do with us. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to do the business so we can get everybody to the Tom business. Hamilton interview. And then, um, we, the, the four of us, one, five, five of us, five of us, the five of us are going to take a five minute break and smoke a bowl. And then we're going to come back in and do the outro. Oh, yeah. does that sound you good? Know what? That sounds Darwin, good. Darwin just grumbled. There's six of us. Yeah, that's Darwin, right. Darwin got six. left out. Darwin is the <laughs> mascot. <laughs> Tiffany did include him. That is okay, true. Thank I, just, you, I don't think I spoke into the mic. I'm going to work on that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all good. It's weird at first. It totally is. Let's do the business different. and we'll all practice right. talking into the Follow mic. Follow us right. on Instagram, 
at No Simple Road. And Twitter at No Simple Road. Remember, everybody, No Simple Road has a YouTube channel. That's right. If you're right. listening to the show and you haven't subscribed to the No Simple Road YouTube do channel, it. please do it. There's cool stuff up there. All the live streams we did from Peach are up there. And you didn't know about it because you didn't subscribe and you didn't hit the bell. I subscribed. Yay. Not you. Everybody (laughs) but you. (laughs) You can also go to www.nosimpleroad.com. You can get No Simple Road merch there. You can sign up for the No Simple Road. uh, Newsletter. Thank you. You can also sign up for a tarot reading with Mel and I. A one hour tarot reading. Aaron love to do tarot readings. With the Grateful Dead. There's Mel's song for the week. <laughs> there Make it up is. songs about it. <laughs> well, it's super fun. We haven't done one in a while for y'all. And if you're feeling the itch, just hit us up. Be like, hey, I'm feeling the itch. Here's 40 bucks. Let's hang out for an hour and let's talk about whatever you want to know about. Yeah, we use the Grateful Dead tarot deck and every card represents a character in a Grateful Dead song or a Grateful Dead song. So when we're done, you get a one-hour uh, audio recording of your reading. You get a customized playlist based on the cards that you pulled and you get a synopsis of the reading all yeah. for, you know, a nominal service charge to Mel and I for <laughs> our time and services. So yeah, tarot reading, Mel and I, nosimpleroad.com. Also, also make them very happy when they get to do that. That's true. They love doing tarot yeah. and they're really good at it. Oh shit. I just what thought else? of something that I forgot. Well. Uh-oh. And I, damn it. Um. I was going to say you can call the Tepid line at 971-808-1524. And Eli took the time to put together that 25-minute amazing trip report for us. And we need to play that for everybody. Yeah, it we do. It needs to be in here. No, so, it's amazing. So this is what I'm going to do, fam. Uh, after our outro, I am going to play Eli's trip report that he called in, 971-808-1524. And created this beautiful sonic masterpiece for us. It's incredible. So if you want to hear this, hang out after the conversation with Tommy and the conversation with the five of us. And it'll be at the tag at the end of the show. We'll put that in there. And you guys are going to keep me honest. Please don't let me forget. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Eli's stories need to be told because they're not just his. They're all of ours. That's true. So, yeah. He's very good at doing them. You can call 971-808-1524 and leave us a trip report. You could tell us a story. You could call and fart into the phone. No. Well, you could. You could. I guess you. That's fine, you but could. that's not. You could what call we're really while after. you're walking around. That's what we're looking for. But no, I mean you can do basically anything. You could call I'll, while you're on lot and let us hear the grilled cheese guy selling I'll, grilled cheese or the hiss of the balloon. I'll tell okay. you. I'll tell you what we are looking for though. We're looking for one of those uh, Apple Podcast that's reviews. Right. We it's haven't had one decades. since May sixteenth. What? We did, yeah, we didn't get we're one in, in all of uh, June. So, I mean, you just go over to Apple Podcasts, you go to that five star, you click the five star, and then beyond that, you just go and you leave a review. You tell us, you know, how awesome we Be are like, or cool whatever. Show. Yeah, like whatever. Like it. it helps us get in that algorithm to pop up in front of people to build more viewer or viewers. Listeners. Well, yeah, we have viewers listeners. and listeners. Some viewers on YouTube. <laughs> we, have, we have listeners. Yes, we have <laughs> listeners. <laughs> listeners. Yeah, but that, that's an easy thing to do, and that doesn't cost anything. Hey. I wish all of you out there could see my face right now because I'm I'm disappointed, man. That's disappointing. He did get a little sad when we just said we haven't had one since May 16th. Like no no bullshit. Seriously, I'm not trying to guilt you guys into doing anything, but that kind of I don't know, man. The whole month and a half. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and and some people don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts, but that's what the tepid lines for, or the DM on our Instagram, or our email. We've had listeners that have gone to Apple just to leave us a review, even though they don't. 
listen to yeah, it on there. True. So yes. I know that there's ways to do it. Let's stop harping on that. Yeah. All right. You We're can not also, harping. You can also go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. That's the important Look, thing. That really is the important thing. One it, of my favorite things this past weekend was meeting a Chan donator Patrick. in the flesh. Patrick. Patrick. I speak your name. I love you. Love you, brother. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us and making the peach more meaningful. And I can't wait to you send me that and taking us to of, that East Coast Waffle House yeah. experience. That was awesome. Waffle House on the East Coast yes. is is and, a awesome. And is don't a forget to send me the picture of the collage because I just want to remember it. Yeah, but Patreon is how we pay for stuff around here, man. As you all know, prices for everything, including oatmeal and gasoline, are oatmeal going up. Oatmeal is stupid expensive, right? Ten dollars for a thing of oatmeal, whatever. <laughs> so. I need, we, we need your help to continue doing No Simple Road. It just comes down to ones and zeros, you guys, at the end of the day. And you know what? If you listen to the show every week, we're putting out four episodes a month. You could pitch in a buck and pay a quarter a show, and that would stoke us beyond measure. And it would make you, you can't feel get good. nothing for a quarter. It's anymore. a little energetic <laughs> exchange true. between the two of us. Not Reciprocity, manifestation, <laughs> all that stuff. We make magic happen together. That's part of the way we do it. So, Patreon.com forward slash no simple road. You become a supporter, different levels, whatever, blah, blah, blah. dollar, blah, you know, the, the drill, whatever. That's the business. We're going to get you the interview with yeah, Tom Hamilton. Tommy. Tommy, thank you again for hanging out with us, man. We appreciate it. Thank you for sharing your talent and your amazing ability with all of us. And also for just being a and for just being so open, yeah. Tom, Tommy is so open all the time about everything. We love that. Yep. So everybody, here we go. Remember, hang out afterwards to hear us and then Eli's thing and all that. Without further ado, the No Simple Road Crew gives you Tommy Hamilton. Well done, everybody.
What's up, man? Not much. Got yourself a nice little studio there. Yeah. Things, COVID did some positive things for us. <laughs> this is one of them. Man, I, you know, I, I, I agree. There, there were some, there were some definite upsides. Yeah. Um, Tommy, I didn't get to meet you last time. Uh, welcome. And thanks for coming back to the show. My name's Mel. Hello, Mel. Uh, pleasure to meet you. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm always down to talk. Right on. Uh, I was I was listening to the first uh, conversation earlier today, and there was a lot going on there, and that was all before the pandemic. So I'm curious to hear the other side now. Let's let's dig in, shall we? <laughs> well, I like this too. Mel Mel joins us. Last time we were just on the patio, me and Aaron with Tommy, and there was no video. Nobody yeah. nobody had embraced the Zoom world yet, yeah. like we did during the pandemic. Yeah, I forget that that's one of the things that really blew up because of of the old COVID. Yeah, man. It, <laughs> the old COVID. <laughs> it, was, it was a trip for us, man. Like having a live music podcast at the beginning of that. I mean, it's kind of the same as having a band at the beginning of that. Like really just going, how the fuck do we navigate this? You know what I mean? But like you and yeah. a lot of other people, we just kind of okay, we're going to embrace this thing. And we were really lucky, man. Like a lot of musicians were bored at home and wanted to talk. So it, it worked out for us. Were you guys based out of Portland, Oregon? Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, yeah, we adapt. That's what we do. Right. I mean, that's for sure. It's just like a species. That's, that's what we do. We we adapt. So Tommy, we are going to be together pretty soon at Peach. You're going to be performing with Lacuna at Peach, and and uh, and the J Rad, yeah. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're focused on Lacuna right now. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's, that that works for me. Um, you know, but yes, I will be there with with Lacuna for I, sure. Uh, Holly and I will be there, and uh, yeah. We, we were Mel and I were driving home from a friend's house last night, and like. The drive is about a half hour drive, like beautiful drive through the forest, like overhanging trees. It was the perfect soundtrack for that drive. And I, when we were talking about it this afternoon, I'm like, how is Lacuna going to play? They got to put you on like late. They can't put you on like two in the afternoon after like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly when they put us on. Really? Yeah, your vibes are so like chill, chill. at the end of the night. Come play, Send come everybody enjoy. To camp. Dang, what can we do about this? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I I think it's also like a bit of a nobody really understands it yet thing. You know, oh. it's it, you know, I mean, it's like like what do you do with it? What do you what do you, what do, you do with this thing? You know, it's uh, so in theory that's a good that's one way to do it but you know you also think about like late night at a festival that's when like you know everybody's all fucked up on you know it's like they took the acid too late and like now they're just like you know they're peaking after the headliner and like you know they're not going to necessarily want to although i i think listening to lacuna on acid would be amazing yeah yeah come on I, i feel like you know i don't know i mean hey man you know i agree with you i think i think it would be a very cool like late at night like you know even like in like a those festivals like uh oh, what the fuck's that one that's in michigan uh um, electric forest 
yeah electric forest like you know where they have these these fucked up weird little you know forest things that you walk yeah, through like right. can you imagine just in the middle of that it's just holly and i fucking uh, making that weird music you know we, that would be amazing yeah. you're just wandering yeah. off high and you come across that in the forest like oh my I'm god never leaving yeah <laughs> that yeah. that music is definitely soundtrack to something experiential for sure for like sure. it feels like something should happen or is about to happen or it's allowing you to feel something that music that you two did is some of my favorite stuff that you've done really thank you Uh, and and beyond it's amazing to while when i got home from work i was sitting out on the front patio with their 19 year old son who's not too impressed by everything who's not too impressed by anything we listen to and i just had it on I didn't have the video on yet. He's all, he's all Apple. What, what am I listening to? What is, how many people is this? What are they playing? So I pulled up the video and he sat there for like 15 minutes with me. Cause he's picking up acoustic guitar and stuff. And I was amazed. I was amazed that he, he was really digging it and getting into watching you guys play. Watching that video is mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. Watching what you guys do and the delicate touches and stuff. And he was picking up on it. He's like, Oh, this is dope. And I'm like, what okay (laughs) right on man so tommy can you tell me a little bit about like how that came to be and what the what the like thought genesis of it was i there wasn't there was nothing there was no wow there was it, it was you know uh so i built a studio here in philly um me i have a partner this guy pete tremo and uh we've you know, we've had studios together in Philadelphia for the last, I guess, almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, he's who I make all my albums with. You know, he, he's, he's just a great engineer. He's a great songwriter. He's a great producer. He's a great friend. So um, we had like, we had, we had a, three studios, I think, before. Uh, and we always had to have like, you know, shitty landlords or partners we didn't want to have or whatever uh and last year or in not last year god uh in 2019 uh i moved back i, I was living in, De- in colorado i moved back to philadelphia and i was just like pete we're doing it dude we're gonna we're gonna get our own place and we're gonna build our own studio and we're just not gonna have to fucking worry about any you know any other shit anymore it's just gonna be the two of us doing whatever we want in this place so we we, we i found this uh the space it, it's uh 2500 square feet i mean it's, it's like almost like a high school gymnasium wow and uh and pete and i from october of uh october of 19 until february of 2020 we built a studio with just you know just me and him and a bunch of tools and we built this fucking place and and uh and we we finished it right before covid hit thankfully um <laughs> So I was just in there and, and, and for you know, most of, you know, of, of 2020, I was just in this place by myself, you know, I mean, like you couldn't have anybody come in with me and, and the building, uh, the building my studio is, is in, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a huge, there used to be a factory. It was a yarn factory back in the like early 1900s. So it's like a, you know, 150,000 square foot fit, you know, building. Oh, but uh, I was one of the first tenants of this place there was nobody in the building the whole time, you know? So I had, I had this whole place to myself all during the, the, the lockdown. 
And uh, so, you know, I got, I really was just like fine tuning the studio and like just dealing with the gear and even just like the aesthetics and all this, just finding ways to keep myself fucking busy. Mm -hmm. And then come September, you know, things were loosening a little bit and Holly and her husband were expecting their first baby. And, uh, and she was like, dude, I'm going to go see my parents. Uh, her parents live on the East coast. She's like, I'm going to go see my parents. And I was thinking on the way back to San Francisco, uh, we would stop through Philly and say hi to you and Raina and, uh, and, and Scott, Scott was also lived Scott, uh, from ghost life, uh, also lives in Philadelphia. And, um, so, you know, that was the plan it was just for her to come in. We had a couple ideas that, that Rain and I had, uh, they were like, Hey, maybe we, you know, we can get a day in the studio and just as ghost light and work on some shit, uh, just to feel normal, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so the, you know, the plan was to do that and then, you know, just kind of hang out or whatever. Um, and she ended up staying an extra day, came back to the studio and I just, you know, I have, I have a, I have a grand piano there. That's like all, like everything is always ready to go, you mm -hmm. know? So it was just like, Hey, let's do some playing and see, and just kind of, you know, let's just play for, for old time's sake. I have, I have all this stuff set up the, the video and the audio and whatever. So it was like, Oh, okay. And that was it. <laughs> we just went from the control room over to the piano and my, and my guitar and you know, we hit record and we just played. Okay. And, and then 50 minutes later we stopped and we hit stop. And then that was it. We hit save and never, I, I didn't talk about it or think about it for months, you know, just sat on a hard drive. And then I guess it was around February of, uh, of last year. I was, you know, everything was still kind of locked down. I was bored and I found the hard drive. I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. We had this thing. <laughs> wow. And uh, I, I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Hey, man!" I, I called up, I called up Holly, and I was like, "I, I think this is good." <laughs> this is, you know? Um, what? and we we had done at Peach a few years ago. Holly and I had done a set like that, like just completely improvised mm -hmm. for forty. Yeah, you know, we did a forty-five minute set of just improvising. Uh, you know that way, acoustic and piano, and. uh and we were, and our manager at the time loved it so much. And he wanted to, to press it on the vinyl and, and put it out. Right. Um, but then when COVID hit, he quit the, the music biz. Oh shit. And, um, Cause he had just had a baby. Mm. And um, so that whole thing kind of, that whole project fell, you know, to the wayside. So I, you know, I, 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 I hit Holly up about this recording. I'm like, dude, this is really fucking good. Maybe we do what, you know, what Brad wanted to do with that other thing with the peach set, you know, let's just, let's see what happens. You know, like, uh, so I called, uh, I called Kevin Calabro at a uh, real potato family and I was like, Hey man, you know, can you listen to this and tell me if, you know, I'm an idiot or not? Like, is this, <laughs> is this interesting or am I just like uh, yeah, fucking full of myself, you know? Right. And, uh, and he hit me back the next day. It was just like, dude, I'd put this out. And that was it. Okay. Right? Okay. Okay. Wow. So I, I gotta ask, like, one of the things that I said to Mel last night while we were driving, I was like, listening to this music feels like we are listening in on a private conversation. Like, you guys have allowed us in the room while you're talking about something that, like, really fucking matters to the two of you. 
and nobody else was supposed to hear, but we're there and we get a, a glimpse, right? Or like two lovers like doing their, you know, dance with each other. That's what I said. I was like, it feels like we are um, listening in on an intimate moment, whether it's conversation, mm. whether it's pleasure, whether it's whatever, but it's definitely intimate. That's the kind of vibe or feeling that that brings, and at least that it brought. Yeah. Us. And I'm curious when you listen to it, like what, what does it do for you? Like, are you able to put your critical mind aside and not judge yourself and just listen to it for what it is? Uh, <sighs> not so much. Yeah. You know, not, not so much in that thing. Uh, I mean, there are, there are, I, there are albums I've made that I can do that with uh, the last baby's record, the Epic battle uh, album. I, I can listen to that and, and just enjoy it. Um, but yeah, man, usually I just kind of like, I think about the session or I think about, or I hear the thing that I wanted to change or I did, you know, shit like that. Um, I mean, the Lacuna stuff, it's, I mean, you're right. You are, you are hearing a very intimate moment. You know, uh, what you're hearing is the first time really that these two people, you know, Holly and I had it. I don't think I really played. I don't think I played with anybody up to that point. Wow. You know, I mean, okay. like uh, from, from, you know, the lockdown, and she had an either, you know, uh, yeah, man, I've been playing at least once a month. Right. Since I was 13, you know, wow. so to all of a sudden, uh, if, I can't believe I could say this number 30 years later, almost, you know, uh, I, I, having, to break that streak. And for as long as it was, it was pretty fucked up, man. You know, not having yeah. that, 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 that release that I always had, you know, and, and, you know, uh, I'm sure it was, it was the same for Holly, uh, you know, regardless of, of her past or not. And, you know, so you were hearing a, a pretty right. intimate moment. You were hearing a, a thing of, uh, uh, we still didn't know what was going to happen. Right. Yeah. You know, no one knew what was if we were ever going to get to do it again, that's, you know, that's like, scary, like, you know? dude. I, yes. I, I remember a point when I was like, I don't know if this thing can come back. Like, Oh shit. And it fucked me up too, man. Like my entire identity is in music. You know what I mean? Apart from I being do. a husband and a dad, like that's it. And yeah, I don't have, I don't even, I don't have those. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's music. Yeah. And you know, especially at that time, you know, I was, I was single all through all three, you know, I was by myself all through the pandemic and uh, yeah, man, it's fucking tough. Yeah. It's a tough. Congratulations tough, on tough, making tough. it out with such awesome music and something to show for it, man. Like for real, like whatever you think of it or not, like that's a feat being alone. No, no, I, dude, I, I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to like suck my own dick here, but I, you know, I am proud of myself <laughs> that I, you know, that I did use the studio, you know, uh, that while I was locked, locked away, you know, I mean, I ended up, uh, you know, I, I made a, I did a, I, I, what I thought was a very interesting, um, uh, live stream. I did like a solo, a solo piano, so dope. uh, 
thing that was, I, I you know, I thought I, I really loved it and I really needed to do, you know I mean? I, I got out a lot. I worked through a lot of shit on that thing emotionally, you know? Um, and I got it. I, I put a new band together, this band more, which um, we yes. love. Yeah. We just Nick. listened to that on the, on your While Instagram. We were setting up the studio. Oh my, that's that's, on. I oh, said, cool. Oh, one of the things I love was lacuna. The other one was more. That is freaking amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that, it, I mean, that, you know, and like, for real. You know, I, I, you know, I, I, I love all my children equally, but yeah. man, Moore is a great fucking band, you know, um, that, that band. So the, uh, aside from the drummer, which is Scott is the same, the same drummer from Ghostlight, the other four guys in that band, that was my first band. Oh, we really? Started, we started playing together in 1998. Whoa. Oh shit. So, so, like, yeah, me and me and those three other guys. And uh, and that became a band called Brothers Past, which was my first right. like okay. you know big band in the, in the in the jam scene. Um, but the original lineup of Brothers Past was me and these three dudes, and we had a different drummer uh, at the time. Uh, and our la- the last time we had all played music together was in April of two thousand. Wow, was wow, the last man. time we played music together. Um, and you know, and the, the lockdown, all that stuff, it, it, well, you right before, uh, COVID hit the drummer, the original drummer of that band hit me up and uh, he's like, Hey man, I, you know, I hear you, you, you build, build a studio. I'd love to come check it out. And he's like, I, he's like, dude, I have all these, these old cassettes from when we were kids, you know, like all these shows that we used to play. Uh, and He's like, I'd love for you to, you know, for you to have them at the studio and you, know, you could like digitize them or do whatever the fuck you do. And I was like, yeah, sure, man. You know, so I, I would start going th- through these, pardon me, these cassette tapes of all these shows from 1997 up to 2000. Oh, how fun. Hey. <laughs> and dude, it was fucking incredible. I mean, it was very good. It was for a, a very young dudes, you know, I mean, we were between 17 and 20. You know, we're 21, I guess, was the old, my, my brother was the oldest at 21. You know, like, we were very young Kids. and writing very mature song. Like, you know, the songwriting was was very advanced. You know, hearing it now, it's like, fuck. So, I, you know, I wanted to start playing those songs again. I was like, man, I missed these tunes. I hadn't heard these songs in 20 fucking years. And I loved them. You know, uh, so yeah, so I, I I reached out to to the dudes. I was like, hey man, none of us are doing anything. You know, would you guys? You know, if everybody would everybody be cool to like maybe get tested and make sure we're all clear of COVID and come down to the studio and see, you know, see what happens. You know, Nick, our original drummer, who you know, great guy, I, I love him, uh, but you know, he didn't. He was the only guy of the five of us that didn't really keep playing. Mm-hmm. since we were young you know so it was like oh, well who the fuck are we gonna get for a drummer and at the time scotty zwang from Ghostlight uh had broken up with his girlfriend and was living in this room this is my guest room like, in my house <laughs> oh, shit. He was in this room. and i was just like, well dude i was like you know i, I got i got a drummer you know he's he, he lives in my house okay. we can we can just have scott you know he'll learn the material and man we got together and it was it was crazy. It was fucked up. It, you know, it it had been two goddamn decades since we had played together, and it was instant, like that. seamless. That was that was going to be the yeah. question, yeah, man. Like I w- would wonder if after all that time, it would click. It 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 really did, man. And and it was 
but like, you know, these were the dudes that, that I learned how to improvise, yeah. with. you know, like yeah. we would lock ourselves in a basement for days and just improvise and, and, and come up with, with, you know, uh, just different like games to play, to learn how to be better at it. And like, oh, you know, just, uh, just exercises. And, you know, I mean, like we took it very seriously, you know, we, we were really into, you know, like we, when we first started, obviously we're, we, you know, we we're kids and we were just playing dead covers and, okay. and, and Allman Brothers songs and whatever, you know, fish was, you know, this is 96, 97, okay. you know, fish is fucking blazing onto on, you know, into, into our, our lives. Uh, you know, so we started out like that, like just doing that type of shit. And then after like a year, we were just like, man, we want to, we want to do our own thing. You know, we don't want to just be playing these, these dickhead stuff, you know, like let's, <laughs> let's write some new shit and, and learn and, and, and come up with our own identity of, of yeah. you know, how do, how do we improvise? You know, we know what the dead does do and we know what fish does and, and yada, yada, but what do we do, you know? And, and that's what we, you know, we, we would lock ourselves in, in a room and just, really got serious about it you know we we stopped listening to all that music you know because we didn't want to be influenced by it anymore we're like let's just let's just move you know let's let's try to move the needle forward you know and um you do that much work and you and you and that was so that still informs my playing today i don't think you lose that you know like those are like the grooves that are just yeah man that's that neuroplasticity that yeah it's built in that's your foundation yeah yeah, is yeah. no is is that what we were hearing on, on the more that we were listening to that you put on your Instagram? Is that is that your older tunes and writing that you brought back, or is? Oh yeah, what? all okay. those songs are fucking twenty years old. What? Wow, the first we one wrote those that, songs the, when we were 16, 17, no 18 years old. So wait, you said who, who's writing these songs? All of you at the same time? Like you brought stuff to the table? They did, or was it? That's what was so great about that band, man. I, 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 there were four songwriters in that band we wow. like you know me and my my brother is the other guitar player jim uh we both wrote uh tom mckee the keyboard player and the bass player joe uh we all were songwriters so wow. we all would bring things in and, and it was very like b with you know the capital b band like you know they bring they would bring in ideas and then we would just sit there as a band and toss around ideas hey how can we make it better you know it, like it it's very there was no ego involved in it, you know, it was, it, which is a refreshing thing, man. Like, you know, like, but we didn't know any better because we were fucking kids. Yeah. yeah that's you're 17. <laughs> what, what do you got? Like you're learning idea. together. <laughs> so it's, it's all, you know, you're really, you're just playing like best ball golf at that point. You know, it's like, who is the best idea? Okay. That's the one that we go with. It doesn't matter whose idea it was, yeah. you know, it's, right. it's just what is going to make this song the best it can be. And, you know, and we did that and we, and that's what all of those fucking songs were, all of those songs were written between 97 and 2000. Okay. That which, first, you know, but that first song was so applicable to what, to the COVID. That's why I, I was confused when you said that, like, what? Those I, are. I, I even asked her while we were listening to, it, I go, wait, was this before COVID? She goes, oh no, no, no. This is like November, whatever. I was like, oh, okay. It makes sense. But now you're saying oh, that and giving us context. We wrote all that stuff back then, you know. Okay. What, what the fuck? You saw what the future. Dang. <laughs> Tommy, that's legit stuff. Like for reals. Yeah. Like, dude, I know it's a dude. It's a great fucking band, man. And you know, I, I, I and you know, so we, 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 
we start, you know, cause it's like, we're I, it's a great band, but it's a great band that no one knows about. And like, you know, it's like we can just go on the road, you know, we're all older guys now and people have families and shit. Uh, so we, you know, we, 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 so we, so we did a couple streams live from the studio mm-hmm. and then, um, and then over the, uh, over the last few months, we did a couple shows. The keyword player owns, uh, he has a, a, a school of rock in uh right outside, in about 40 minutes outside of Philadelphia okay. and the school has its own venue in it. So no. we just were like, all right, Hey, let's, let's just have, let's, play a show and we'll, we'll, you know, it's like a small room holds like 300 people, you know? Right. Sorry. Let's just only sell a hundred tickets. And because it was, we we're still trying to be like socially distanced and shit at the time. And it was like, let's just do a hundred tickets at this, you know, venue that we control everything about. And let's just have a good time and not worry about any other bullshit. And it, you know, it sold out in four fucking seconds and people came <laughs> and it was a great show. And then we did it again and the whole same thing happened. And, uh, you know, so I think we're going to kind of just try to keep doing that for a little bit, you know, just like yes. fostering a little bit of a scene, just our own thing here, you know? And, and, uh, and the, I mean, the best thing about it is that we're writing new songs. Oh yeah. See wow. now, that, that's how the best yeah, we have an album. We have an album, at least an album, if not two albums worth of new material, because we still do the same thing, you know, like we still get in the room and somebody's, Oh, Hey, I got this, I, this tune I've been working on. And then we just sit there and we kick it around all fucking day. And, and, you know, and, and it's, and we're there, you know, we, at the, the last, uh, performance we had the last event we had we played like five new songs or something you know it's it's cool you know it's, it's a really cool project and and you know i hope people that are listening to this go check it out you know it's uh music by more is the instagram handle and and you can look up it's uh more with an exclamation point uh and that that uh, on instagram or uh, i'm sorry on um spotify and apple music and all that shit uh, you know, go check it out, man. We, 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 have, we put both of the live albums up on the, uh, up, up on there and, and yeah, it's just fucking That's good. Dope. I, I, you know, well, I think it's, dang. I think it's really great improvising, you know? <laughs> well, now season. it has more context and everything, just your exuberation and right? talking about it, like <laughs> yeah. more. Now it may like like more with exclamation point. Yes. It definitely makes sense. Well, for yeah. somebody who doesn't like to be derivative, pulling back from your past <laughs> to create something new, that's amazing. It, it's well here's the thing i will say this i you know and th- that band every band i've been in since that band existed i've wanted i've tried to uh bring the ethos of that band okay. into every 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 project i've had it you know like we, you know so that was that was originally brothers past and that turned and the, all those guys left, you know, it was just me and the keyword player stayed. And then, you know, we got a new rhythm section and that's the brothers past that everybody knows. But, you know, with that group of dudes, you know, we tried to implement, you know, the, the things that we learned from the original and then, you know, uh, American babies and, and in ghost light and just everything, you know, the, the, that egoless full band, everybody buying in, improvising mm-hmm. and dude, you'd be amazed at how hard that is to find really i i would think it, in the in, in your the, circles in it, the jam community yeah. it would be easier to find that than not <laughs> no, no, no 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 i i don't mean this in any way okay but it's it's not it's not it's it's a right. different thing it's a different thing when you're 
really when you're, you know, like at the beginning of a jam, you're starting from nothing, Mm -hmm. you know, and the goal is to write collectively compose together. That's not easy. You know, that takes a, that takes a very specific discipline and, uh, uh, you know, and, and willingness, uh, to fuck up, yeah. you know, because there, there's a really good chance that it doesn't work, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so it's, 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 there, you know, there's definitely, it's, it's, it's certainly a tight, tight rope sitch, you know? Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's a different thing. It's, 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 it's just very different from like, you know, soloing over changes or something, you know, like right. where it's like, Hey, the band's going to play the form of a song and, and a soloist is going to play over that. And then, We'll switch it over to somebody, you know, and then the sax will take it and then the keys will, you know, right. that's a different thing. And that is, it's, a, you know, that's its own form of improvising or whatever. Uh, but this isn't that, you know, this is a, it, it's, yeah, it's just harder. And, and it requires, yeah, less, less ego, you know, like, and which is a hard thing to find. And I, I don't mean that in like a way that is disparaging. It's just, you know, man artists we're all fucking nuts and we all have our own our hang-ups yep. you know so you know it's not as easy as one would think you know right um it, it, it's easy and, and to i always I, I, and throughout my whole career i've always said to like my friends and 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 you know people just like my inner circle that like i always believed that if that if the band that is more now if that band had never broken up i truly think that we'd be one of the biggest bands you know i think we'd be playing arenas right now you know because we were just we improvised really great and we had four songwriters and five singers and you know there were there's not a lot of bands like that dude if if that's the material that you came up with at 17 i got to agree with you i like and i'm not blowing smoke up your ass like Yeah. yeah of course that would that makes sense and to have that foundation laid for you at such an early like those are those years are define us when we get older and we don't fucking realize it when we're kids we're stupid and we're just doing shit to do it because we like it or whatever but to have that foundation and be able to carry that forward with you is a immeasurable gift man that's huge i dude you know i i I couldn't agree more you know i i owe those guys a whole a whole bunch you know why did you break Uh, up with in the beginning i'm sorry why did you break up in um the first band you know, man, just stuff, just stuff. Because we were kid, because yeah. we were young, yeah. and they were fucking stupid. You know, I mean, like, you know, my my uh, my older brother. Um, I think, I think the he definitely could party uh, with the best of them. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yep. uh, and I think I think that scared him a little bit. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, you know, I don't know. He was older than us. You know, my, he's four and a half years older than me. Um, and I, you know, I think at the time, uh, I was, I was, I was 21. So I mean, he was 25 and, uh, you know, I think he just freaked out and, uh, you know, he ended up joining the police department and the army, Oh wow! uh, simultaneously. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, the bass player, and the drummer, I, I don't think they were, we didn't do heavy touring yet. You know, we were still a regional band. You know, we played really just, you know, from New York to say Baltimore, 
you know, I think the furthest West we had gone was like Ohio or some shit, you know, it's like we were really road dogging it, yeah. but we did, you know, but we were away every weekend, you know, type of thing. And, and I think it just, I, I don't think they were cut out for it. You know? I mean, I think yeah. Yeah, yeah. That life is fucking hard, dude. It's, it is, it is God awful, especially when you are just starting it out. And even more so when you're, you know, frankly, a bunch of poor Italian kids from fucking West Philadelphia, you know, uh, you know, we didn't have the benefit that a lot of bands did of like coming from the affluent families right. that were able to just bankroll it. You yeah. know, I mean, that's yeah. what a lot of bands are, you know, come from. And uh, yeah. we didn't have that. Man. And, and yeah, it just became a thing where the, the, the you know, the, the drummer and bass player and, and my brother, the other guitarist just were just like, dude, we, you know, we can't, we don't foresee, we, we don't see ourselves living this fucking life, you know? Uh, and then that was that, you know, and that, and then, you know, me and Tommy key, the keyboard player, we, you know, we were like, well, we both wanted to keep going. You know I mean? We were really the driving force. You know, we were the two guys that were really pushing the whole thing. And um, yeah. So we were like, all right, well, let's, you know, let's just keep the name and we'll get a new rhythm section and we'll move into this, this next, next chapter. And, and that band, you know, that band, hey man, you know, that we did good things. I, you know, we made a, a really special uh, studio record called "This Feelings Called Goodbye." That uh, at the time, you know, I think really meant something to people, which is really all you can fucking ask for, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I mean, hey man, you know, we we played Bonnaroo, like, you know, that's cool. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> we did some shit. So, uh, and and uh, you know. It, it, it all kind of is what it is and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, those, that original group of dudes, man, they, they were, they were the real special guys and, and, uh, and we're back as more. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so your brother continued to play guitar and everything after. Oh yeah. Well, so, I mean, you know, he and I, you know, I mean, initially when he initially stopped, you know, that definitely like, we kind of like, had some distance for a while, but you know, by the time I was in my late twenties and I was starting American babies, I mean, one of the reasons I started American babies was because my brother was back from the military and, you know, was like, Hey man, you know, let's find a, find a project to work on together. You know, when I was like, well, I got all these acoustic songs and the brothers past guys didn't want to play acoustic music, you know? And I was like, well, you know, how about we, we do this thing. So, you know, yeah, I, we, we probably took five or six years away from each other, but after that, we kind of just came back and, and yeah, he played bass in the babies for a while. And, and we would, you know, anything we could find a reason to work, to play together, you know, we always did and, yeah. you know, still do, you know? um, you know, I mean, he would, he, and then he ended up going to Afghanistan and whatever, but like, you know, it all, it all kind of whenever he's around, we always found reasons. You know? That's, that's, that's cool to yeah. be able to have that with your family. And you know, man, like I, I'm wondering, you know, after 20 years of not hearing or playing that music and then bringing it back and having it just click like that is a gift. But before the pandemic, J rad was on a tear. You guys were a juggernaut and it was, that thing was moving at a thousand miles an hour, man. And when you guys came back after, was it 
that kind of effortless for you to all play together again? Was that same thing happening? With J-Rad? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, well, you know, we did one, we did a stream thing in the middle of the lockdown uh, where we played at the, we played at the cap, uh, the Capitol theater. And there was like nobody there. We just, you know, it was just like a thing to do. That was kind of weird and difficult, you know, emotionally and, Mm. you know, just like, yeah, you know, it was weird. But once, once like the gloves came off, you know, like once, like wet, once we, once we discovered the Westville Bowl in Connecticut, yeah. you know, uh, that place really, I think, saved, saved us, you know, and saved everybody, a, a lot of people in this scene, you know, the guy that, you know, Dave Dabalski, you know, I hope he hears this. He's a, he is a great dude. And, uh, you know, he really put together something special at that venue, you know, and, um, yeah, I think it took us, it took us a few shows to kind of like knock the rust off, but, you know, again, there's that thing of like playing, mm-hmm all the time for the last 20 plus years. And then all of a sudden you don't play for 18 fucking months, dude. I mean, like I would say, I'd say I'm probably still only 85% back. Really? You know? Yeah. My hands still feel like dog shit a lot of the time. (laughs) And you know, like, you know, I mean like it's, atrophy man you know yeah, like yeah. You, I, wow. you can play at home all you want yeah that's not playing that's not playing a gig you know that's not playing a show that's not playing a show when you gotta follow joe russo around you know and fucking marco you know what i mean like <laughs> you know standing between those two fucking guys dude you know like so you know doing doing whatever the fuck i was doing at home even playing you know with more here and there you know at the studio that's not you know, four nights, four night runs with J-Rad and then six weeks with Ghostlight, you know, like, you know, that's a lot of fucking playing, dude. That's, that's how you keep yourself in fighting shape, you know? Uh, So yeah, man, I'm still, I'm still finding my way back from it, you know? And I, I I think we're getting close, you know I mean? I think we, we had a great run of shows this, this past week um, in Colorado. And I thought we did, we had some pretty inspired playing, you know? Yeah, um, Red Rocks is an inspiring place. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and the place in Vail too. We, we, we did two nights in, in Vail at this, this place called the Gerald Ford Amphitheater. Uh, oh, yeah, and yeah. it's a really fucking beautiful spot, man. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it does it. It does the trick, you know? Yeah. It's like you, you, you just getting there, you're like, oh shit, man. I can't believe this is like, I'm like, some, some people will consider this work. You know, right. um, and, uh, you know, yeah, so it, it was, it was definitely cool, you know, and, and, and I feel like, yeah, I feel like, I feel like we're coming back and, and, and getting our, our feedback under us, you know, it's, it's been hard for everybody, man. I, I, you know, I mean, unless you were Billy strings or fucking goose, you know, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, they're, you're, they're the only two bands that didn't stop playing, you yeah. know, I mean, they, yeah. they managed to just keep going the whole time Dude, you know goose did and, that uh, bingo tour and they fucking exploded man like that I, I, i'm sorry what was that the, they goose did the the bingo thing and then that did it man like they start seeing them everywhere they blew up and you're right those two they didn't stop and but you know we talked to um 
to Billy in the middle of everything when everything was going down. And, you know, he, he's a pretty down to earth guy. And, oh, rings? And, yeah. Yeah. And he's the best. And he it's was, great he was having, you know, a tough go of it. So I'm just curious now that we're like kind of on the other side of things and, and we're playing again and shows are happening. How's your head, Tommy? You doing okay? Yeah. Oh, dude. You know, I mean, you, we said at the top here, um, uh, you, you mentioned the studio, mm-hmm. uh, be some good things coming out of COVID, right. you know, and I, 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 I will preface this by saying that I am very aware that for a lot of people, uh, it, it was fucking horrid mm-hmm. and it was terrible. And I, 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 I am not, re- you know, saying anything, uh, that 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 is insensitive to that i i am fully aware uh but in my world it was a blessing you know it Mm. really was i you know i've i've never had that much time off the road you know since i was a child and i don't mean like 17 i mean like 12 you know, I mean, like, I, like I, I would have, and I would have never taken that time. I would have never taken that time for myself. You know, I, I'm definitely, a, a, I, I was a really bad workaholic. You know, I have crippling anxiety problems and, and, you know, I certainly suffer from depression. Uh, and the way that I, I deal with it uh, is by working. I work all the time. That's, uh, you know, it's I, Teddy Roosevelt. Would, would always say, uh, stay active, stay sane, you know, right. <laughs> uh, and that guy was a fucking lunatic, um, <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. but you know, and, and that's, that, that was just my thing, man. You know, I, 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 I would just work. I would just find more bands to play with or, or more albums to make or whatever I had to do. I, I would build a studio with my own fucking hands instead of hiring a contractor. Cause I'm right. a fucking idiot. You know? <laughs> um, your hands are precious, man. You can't be fucking around. <laughs> but being forced to take that time, uh, it was really good for me. Um, you know, I, I, I was coming out of a really, really fucked up relationship. Uh, that was just dangerous in a lot of ways. And, uh, and yeah, man, I, I had to just deal with my shit. Wow. Yeah. You know, and that's what I did. I, and I, you know, I, I really focused on it. I focused on myself and, and, you know, I, I just, I would eat mushrooms every day and just like look in the fucking mirror man. and, you know, just like, Hey, you and me, we're going to figure this out. Wow. And, uh, you know, I, I figured some shit out. Oh man. Dang. Congratulations, yeah. brother. That's fucking cool. I, and you know what, man? Like we didn't, uh, we didn't get to see you when we spoke last, but I don't know, man, there's a, after you do this for a while and talk to people, you know, it, you can feel their vibe when you speak to them sure. and you feel happier, man. Your, your voice is different. you, your face is different. Like it's just different and it's cool, man. I'm fucking really happy for you, brother. That's cool, man. You know, like, and it just goes to show like for anybody that's listening, you can have 
like all the success in the world and you still deal with shit. Yeah. We all deal with shit. We got fucking demons under our bed. Everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. You and, know, and, and, you know, and, and I, you know, I think there's a, just managing expectation. Man. I think it's real. It's a real thing. You know, I, I, I shit sucks sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, it does. Do you, do you know, you want I, it? It, it, you know, I, I, but I've, you know, I've just, for, for this guy here, you know, it's like, there's a bit of a quicksand thing there, you know, it's like, well, you know, if you sit there and fuck and kick and, 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 you know, like, ah, oh, things are terrible. And you really start trying to like, just like, I don't know, flailing. Yeah. Mm. You can make it worse, you know, instead of just kind of like, all right, well, this is going to suck. Let's just let it do what it's going to do. And, uh, face it. Yeah. You know, and just kind of, let, let's 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 figure this thing out you know um and you know and again i know that there are people that have it much worse than i do and and uh and uh, you know I, i'm i'm not taking anything away from, the, from them you know it's no. just that's just how it worked for for me man yeah man uh, each you know, one of us can only speak from our own experience we don't right. know about anybody yeah. else's yeah. trip brother so I yeah mean, yeah i'm not i'm not yeah, I just, yeah. well you know people are very sensitive so i know i know i got you i got you what you know Farting in the wrong area. I, I know. One, one thing, <laughs> you, know, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm just saying, you know, it is, it's, but it is that thing, you know, of it, it, there's ebb and flow, you know, mm. in, in life, man. And, and like, you know, as shitty as things are for whoever, uh, it, it can get better, mm. you know. Yeah. yeah. And I think during and COVID, kind of like what you're saying, too, like you said, I mean, shit is always going to happen, but we've talked about this amongst ourselves and other people, part of the COVID and the inner reflection and the reflection on home life and your head, it kind of helped to figure out what shit really matters. Yeah. Like I wish the rest of the world, and again, I'm not speaking for anybody, but it seems like a lot more people should have came out of it realizing what shit really matters and what not to get, like, you know, choosing your battles and stuff. Like a lot of people didn't get that and I feel bad for him it seems like you did and like we did we learned what we wanted to do more we honed skills we learned what shit really matters yeah man but you know I mean and that and even with that I agree you know I I certainly had the same hope you know but like hey man you know we're all different. Uh, We're at different yeah, paces, you know? Sure. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I know, uh, I, I will certainly say for myself, you know, I am, I, I'm certainly in a privileged situation where I, you know, where I didn't, you know, I, I didn't have kids that I had to worry about while this was going on. I couldn't even imagine what the fuck that would have been like. You know, I, I didn't have a wife or a significant other that I had to worry about. I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, have uh you know i do have a mortgage and a fucking and a studio but you know i was able to find ways to to not lose that you know uh, you know i'm very 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 lucky and i i know that you know and i and, you know so i most people aren't as lucky and, and i'm sure you know 
it's hard to come out of something like this with perspective if the whole time you were fucking white knuckling, you know? Yeah. Well, that's a really good point, Tommy, because like you said, you, you had yourself, you had an actual opportunity to kind of go away from your home to, to feel creative and to work on your lyrics and yourself and do your freaking mirror checks and all that stuff. And people that were, not didn't have that opportunity and so yeah they're still feeling like fuck you at the stoplight instead of like it's okay go ahead you know i totally understand where you're coming from in the fact of trying to be sensitive and i can appreciate that because it's like i mean we we were we collectively we've been robbed of almost two years of our our lives i just said that today Well, you know, you were talking about like having kids and stuff like 2020 was our son's senior year and we were literally buying a a suit and prom dresses for him to go with his girl. Like that's when everything shut down. And he, I mean, having for us, when we, we moved from Vegas to Portland at the beginning of his ninth grade year. So he was already pissed at us. That is a that is a culture shock. Yeah, talk oh, about yeah. yes, you are not wrong. But so all the feelings that comes with like you're a teenager, you're already kind of hostile and trying to figure it out. Well, now he's hostile and fit trying to figure it out on in a new environment, pissed at us. Yeah. And we're then all we're, happy. Fuck you, Dad. Yes, yes. right. And we're stoked. We're, we're all like, happy. Yeah, we're all nice. nice. So then <laughs> he makes it through his ninth grade year barely. You know, tenth grade. 11th grade's on a high, dude. He's fucking having a great time. He has a girlfriend at the end of the year. 12th grade sailing in. And then, you know, it was, again, I feel like we're sitting in a privileged life. Like, we have the ability to afford our mortgage and, like, you know, have, have whatever we need, That you know. But absolutely, we also ha- are people that have emotions and feelings and shit that happens to us and depression, like you said, sometimes. anxiety and, <laughs> and sphere and all that stuff. And like looking at your kid and not being able to say it's going to be OK because you don't know that it's going to be OK yeah, is brutal. like. <sighs> and we had a fucking grandkid just before that, too. Oh, yeah. So it was like double. Yeah, it was what the fuck. Yeah, yeah, it was it was insane. And. I will say this though, um, a lot of, and I just want to say this to you and then to all the entertainers at large though, for getting on those live streams and doing anything, I don't care what it was, freaking bingo, like tic-tac-toe, um, <laughs> Rochambeau, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Like it was such a just... It's like what entertainment always is. It's like a, an escape from your life. Like, let me just go have this Friday night. That was another and, level, though. And it just really um, underscored, to me, the importance of entertainment, that we think it's a luxury or that it's a kind of like a an item that you get to do after all your work is done. But, like, it underscored how important it was as a part of life, not as an adage, you know? I just want, like I said, I just want to say thank you for that, for doing the freaking live streams, whether you killed it or not, doesn't matter. Like you did it and we saw another face and somebody that we enjoyed seeing their music and now you're creating anything. It was freaking amazing mm-hmm. for real. 
Yeah, man. Well, you know, what else you got to do? <laughs> I mean, you could have been like black screen and like solo and like, am, I'm out I'm, for a while. I'm locking you know? the door to the woodshed. I'm not coming out till this is over, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you know, I mean, just, I mean for, the, you know, for the creatives, you know, it's like we, we still have to be creative. And, yeah. You know, so like you got to find stuff, you got to find shit to do. You know, it's, it's, it's a shit. vocation, you know, yes. it's not, you know, it's not just like, oh, I, oh, I like to tinker. It's like, no, man, I, I you know. I have like a primal urge to create shit, you know? So it's just like, Hey, I'm going to film, I'm going to film a, 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 you know, a, a stream. I'm going to edit it myself. And I'm going to, you know, like, cause it's just like, well, I got to figure out something else to do. Yeah. Do, you, do you still have the farm? I do not. Okay. No, I do not. So, uh, I, I, I stayed at the farm for most of the summer of 2020. Um, and then, you know, the fucking housing market is, bananas uh and uh you know my brother and i were like eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was those things where we we're just like you know i mean we were gonna sell it in like five or six years anyway you know that was kind of the plan but with the market being like insane we're just like well dude we don't want to necessarily miss out on this you know no. uh, let, let's so we we're it was just kind of like hey let's let's list it for something completely insane and if by the end of the summer someone buys it, cool. Cool. It was on the market for like twenty six hours. What? Oh, you're like we could have yeah. doubled that shit. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, no, they did. It turned into. I mean, no, we yeah, we we. It was it was great. It was great. Right. Good uh, for you, man. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, went to, I went to a very good family that you know, a large family that really was, you know, that is using the the, the, all the land, using too. the you know, it was a huge home. And, uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm glad it went to good people that are, that are, you know, uh, that being said, I do miss the shit out of it though, man. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> so, I, really, I really loved it out there. Was it in upstate New York? No, it was in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay. So we've never been to like, Mel and I've been to Hershey to see fish. Uh, that- it, yeah. Okay. It's like an hour from Hershey. Oh, okay. okay. So, but we're, we're going to peach. And you've been there before. Can you, uh, yeah, what, that's what like can, my hometown. Yeah. What can we expect, man? What's, Give us the lay of the land. Yeah. Of the festival or of the town that it's in? Both. Uh, the town that it's in is very funny. Uh, it's it's Scranton, Pennsylvania, which is where the office, that yes. show the office okay. is. <laughs> um, it's, uh, you know, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a, just like a super like blue collar, like it's like a Springsteen song comes alive. <laughs> yeah. got it. I got it. Man. It, used to be like a, it used to be like a coal town, the mill shut down, you know, the, the, okay. you know main street ain't what it used to be, you know, uh, type of, type of thing. Yeah, it's cool. It's just, it's a very blue collar. It's actually, it's also where Joe Biden was born. Okay. That's a fun fact. Um, you know, I, just not saying either way. Just that's, that's, a fact. that's where he's born. Joe born. Yeah, man. It's a, you know, yeah. It's like a. It's just like a, a, a blue collar fucking upper Pennsylvania, northeast Pennsylvania town. Okay. Uh, the festival grounds are really great. It's uh, it's um, like the main stage. The main stage is just fucking this huge like amphitheater thing like it's like a you know it's like covered for half of it and then the back's all grass you know okay. like a regular amphitheater and then there's a couple other there's like a there's a, another pretty big stage and like a smaller like cool stage 
you know, I think that's actually where Holly and I are doing Lacuna. And, uh, but it's like, you know, it's a ski mountain. So like, there's like a gondola that's always going. There's like a water park. That's like, yeah. Suspect to go into during a festival, you know, <laughs> a bunch of wooks in there <laughs> taking showers. Yeah, we've been, yeah. we've been warned already. Like, we've been warned. Floats by, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah this is our second <laughs> warning. So <laughs> I, I was excited and we've been warned a few times. Like, yeah, you don't want to fuck around with the water park, man. Just go, go watch the music. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like a terrible, I mean, like water parks in general are kind of like, all right you know how much child piss am i willing to yeah go it's a big in? toilet uh but you know you add in you add in the look factor and yeah. it's just like okay how much you know mdma late lace piss am i willing to go through <laughs> like just standing in there you're I, like, feel I, high. I feel Why high i didn't even do anything what the fuck yeah. man yeah I, we're um we actually got invited by live nation to come out and podcast live from there so we're Great. podcasting from the lodge, I guess. There's like a okay. little spot where they had like um Jay Blakesburg. J- thank you. I couldn't think of his name. Jay oh, Blakesburg yeah, sure. did exhibits in there and stuff. So we're gonna be doing stuff in there, man. If you're around, I'd love for you to come say hi. I'm I'm around. I'm playing twice on Friday. Friday. I do right set on. in the afternoon and the J Rad set uh, at night. I could certainly stop by uh, in between the two. I would Aww. fucking love that, man. Tommy, that would be that'd awesome. be rad. Yeah, yeah, man. Cool. Cool. Well, dude, thank you for giving us an hour tonight, man. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I know that time is precious. Hey, man. Whatever. I'm here. I'm here to. to Whatever you guys need, uh-huh. I'll talk for another four yeah, hours. I don't give you. You were uh-huh. so. This is just a reminder how fun you are to talk to. Like yeah. Mel missed the first one, but me and Eric, we never <laughs> know what we're gonna get. You know, sometimes we get musicians that you ask them a question, they're like, "Yeah, it was cool." Yeah, we had one of those. Either. You know, but with you, with, you know, there's certain people you are you're like as animated on stage as you are off and everything, and the yeah. things you do and everything. We just so appreciate you and. Yeah. and Thank you for coming. Appreciate back your on. talent, you know, like your talent right. for real, and and your ability to maintain that, you know, like that's just you're. I think that sometimes we can minimize our impact, and whether you want to deal with it or not, it's your impact is big, man, and it reaches a lot of like small little people everywhere you go, and just yep. you doing nothing else. You don't need to know anybody or know anything else, but just you doing your craft is blessing people. So thank you, man. And honestly, dude, like it, when people love bands, I've, I've been guilty of this in the past, like kind of like put the people that are in the band up on a pedestal and like you just even saying that you've dealt with depression or anxiety in the past. That's huge for people, man. So just know that. And thanks for talking about it with us. We're all human. Yeah, hey, man. You know, I, I, I think it's, uh, you know, especially with that type of shit, it's, you know, it's a, uh, it helps to talk about it. Yeah, you know, man. And, it's and, only thing yeah, yeah. It's important to talk about it. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, um, I, you know, the, the last, uh, American babies record I made, um, called it's uh, an epic battle between light and dark that is, that whole record is just about my depression and how I deal with it, you know? And, and I thought it was important, you know, uh, when, when it came, when it came time to like making that record and, and, you know, starting to kind of like outline the ideas I had and, 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 you know, the, the tunes that were, were shaping shaped and, and, you know, my, my partner, that guy Pete, us, my the partner in the studio, uh, you know, I was just like, dude, you know, I think, I think that we're going to have to kind of, 
dig deeper and and get into some real shit here and and Dang. you know uh it was it was scary it was scary to, to write about that stuff it's scary to to, to admit to it yeah you know yes. yeah uh, well, I, know, I mean like you know you, you you say uh you know uh how animated i am or whatever about and you know about my talking but you know i a lot of people hate me you know like you know, a lot of people don't like that they think i'm a fucking asshole uh and that's fine you know um but it's just it's all just you know i'm just like a jittery dude that like i you know it's because i deal with what i deal with and 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 this is just like the byproduct of it you know and and uh you know when it came to writing about it and just kind of being like hey you know this is this is what's going on behind you know the what you see manic dude you see it's it was it was it was scary but it also you know the, the reaction from it was a lot of people being like hey you know i also have this problem and thanks for talking about it and shit and you know i had a, i had an uncle that took his own life mm. uh like a, a couple of years before i made that record and and you know uh you know neil casal who was uh, who was certainly a friend you know man it's just it's important to talk about it you right. know it's it, it's important to, to to know that uh everybody deals with it even if you're like the dickhead on stage jumping around you know that guy still has his you know is has those moments where he doesn't leave his house for three weeks and and you know yeah. uh, you know can't talk can't talk to people because right. of yeah. crippling depression so you know it's uh yeah it's important to talk about it yeah and talking about it is as important i think we've learned with some people passing and said it's important to ask people a lot of people don't get asked or like that passing are you okay yeah i'm okay bro like with your close with your inner circle like you said earlier to really be like like hey man no something talk to me well, yeah. that's important too. Yeah. very important to yeah. see how your peeps are doing well, and press them if, if you feel any, something yeah if anything yeah. was learned at least one of the biggest lessons for me is that like through the last couple of years is we're all starving for connection in one way or another that's why we started talking to each other through screens when we couldn't gather yeah. because we need each other mm-hmm. so fucking bad and when we don't have that we'll do anything like you said we're adapt we're adaptable. That's what we do as a species. We adapt. And hearing that anybody else is going through the same thing that you're dealing with makes you feel like you're not alone. It connects you to the world around you. And that's, and that's like one of the biggest problems in my opinion, we all feel disconnected from everything. So thanks brother. Appreciate you, Tommy. Hey guys, I appreciate you. You taking the time and giving a shit about anything I have to say. Fuck so. yeah, Absolutely, right man. And I, I will, uh, I'll <laughs> you stay, fit with us well. Yeah. I'll stay in touch with you about the peach, man, when we get it, get yeah. out. And oh, absolutely, it. dude. Uh, yeah, I'd love to stop by and, you know, get, get a nice, you know, in-person hang. Right, right on, on man. Have a good night, brother. Tommy P. All right, Thank Tommy. You Talk to you soon. Wow. Well, everybody, that is the one and only extremely talented. Tommy that is Hamilton. a one and only. Tommy is so fucking cool. Hey, yeah, he's a good dude, man. And, you know, everybody, like, we just talked about it a lot at the end, but, hey, if you're going through shit and you don't have anybody to talk to, we're here. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that. That's not some, like, podcast fucking host bullshit. Like, hit me up at nosimpleroad at gmail.com. Go hit no Simple Road up in the DM on Instagram. I promise you that I will respond. That, and that's the best thing to put out there. If you think we're full of shit, try it. Test yeah. me. No, Aaron's done it in the past for 
countless people. Well, whatever. But I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying it's a, it's a thing that is you you're saying it now but it's been going on you know yeah. like this and is something we're doing that this we're, thing because we love people and yeah. we want to be connected like like we were just saying at the end of this with tommy it's very important we all need connection so if you're feeling disconnected connect yeah and and also i realized something over the past couple of years too when i'm one of like the warning signs of me being depressed because a lot of times when one is depressed, or at least myself, when I'm depressed, I don't realize it. It's, it sneaks up on me. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Like it, so there's warning signs for me that I've come to get to know. One of them is I stop listening to music. I won't put it on. and Like you don't want to make yourself feel better? Like subconsciously. Or I don't want anything to make me feel anything because I'm not feeling good. Mm. Do you know what I mean by that? And so you got to learn to recognize those warning signs with yourself, whatever they are, and get in front of them when it happens. Because that's how you go down the rabbit hole and start feeling like shit. Nobody wants to feel like shit, man. So, yeah, that's that. You know what's crazy? Like when you talk about something with like depression, um, there's so many triggers for people. And then there's also so many things that um, work for uh, people that don't. It's one of those really weird isolating things Mm. that even though, you know, other people out there have it, it is comforting to know it's, it's true, but like, it's so depression doesn't, you don't want to do anything. You don't want to do anything about it. It's hard to get mm-hmm. out of that initial Yeah, the thing feeling. makes you not want yeah. to do anything <laughs> yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah, the word yeah. depression. Yeah, you're depressed. Exactly. You do not want to be involved and you don't. Well, yeah, and it is hard. Out. And you're right, Apple. Thanks for saying that earlier about like, ask for real. <laughs> ask your friends. Hey, what's going on? You you feeling good? What's, what's Yeah, we have to do it to each other mm-hmm. around here sometimes. Oh, yeah. Especially when everybody's not feeling the greatest. Yes. You like, like pass over like. Okay, you're good, good. I'm good, too. But mm-hmm. we sense it with each other, and then yeah. it comes up late, late, like, no, come on, man. Something's <laughs> up. I can tell. I've known you a long time. We could smell each other's funk <clears throat> from a yeah. mile away around here. It's for sure. But you know what, man? I think we've all had enough of funk, and it's, <laughs> it's festival season, and we are getting ready to go to Peach, and I would love it if you all would come along with us. So yeah, get yeah. tickets to Peach and come say hi to us while we're podcasting from the lodge. And, and we're uh, gonna be giving away a pair of tickets. So yeah, stay tuned uh, for stay that tuned to for that. Instagram. I um, well, yeah, stay tuned to Instagram for that. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk more. We're not gonna leave you guys hanging. We'll be back in just a second. We're gonna we're gonna do a wait. What are we doing? How, how do you say it? This is a word from our sponsor by us. Is that right? Yeah, that works. Okay. A word from our sponsor by uh, a word from us about our sponsor. There it is. Here it yeah, is. Yeah, you just said it like Yoda. You kind of said it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Commercials there Commercials are. Commercials are. Are you listening? <laughs> Listen, you will. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Peace. Well. Yeah, this is us doing a commercial after that. Is it? Right. Is Listen, it you will. I don't yeah. know what we were talking about. I don't know, but Yoda showed up. Mm-hmm. Sound like. But you know what else dope. we should do? What? We should go to Define Premium Cannabis. What? Why? Why? Because they have the best smokables, dabables, vapables, topicals, rubbables, 
any a bowl that you want. They've got the it apples. at Define. <laughs> and what? Apple works there. So you can go visit I do. Apple. I'm at the Hillsboro. We have two locations. One in Hillsboro, one in Forest Grove. You come in, you tell us, I am a listener to No Simple Road. We're going to give you a 10% discount on your purchase. And We're going to throw in a t- free t-shirt. You wear that t-shirt back. That's an extra 5% stacked on top of your 10%. You're already going to get some 15% every other time you That's come right. back in. Make me do so, math. Yeah. So make sure you come out. The one thing we do, we take our time with you to get you suited to what you need and out the door and on your way to happiness and healthiness. So come out to Define Premium Cannabis and get yourself set up. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York. A podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. At least a half. At least. In the At least. Bring that scarf. Do box. not be shy. Wow. Sorry, Welcome back. Boom. You made it all oh, the way through the interview. Gosh. And here you are on the back end chilling with us. Dang. We Tommy, I just want to say that I caught your set with Raina at the Peach. I know you were supposed to perform with Holly, but she got, you know, she got sick on her last minute. But, man, you were freaking playing your freaking heart out. And Raina, you guys did such an amazing job. Yeah, I just want to say thank you for that, yeah. that little set that you guys I, didn't get, I, I didn't get to see the whole thing because we had our thing going on, too. But it was rad. So, again... I know I said it earlier, but thank you for your craft. Thank you for your talents and for your entertainment, man. Yeah. Appreciate it, you. It is a very special thing to, I feel like the time that we're living in right now, and maybe everybody feels like this, but like the time that we're living in right now, especially for the jam world mm-hmm. is super special. Like there's really amazing stuff happening. Like, like um, what's going on with J-Rad. They are like at the top of their game. What Goose is breaking out and blowing up the scene. And then you have like all these other bands that are coming up behind Goose. There's like all these up and coming amazing musicians like Dogs in a Pile and Eggy and, and Cycles and just all these bands that there's so much good music right now. And we're so lucky. It hasn't always been like that. There's been droughts in the jam scene. Yeah, definitely not a drought right now. And I, I and feel that. I feel like that's one of the like blessings of COVID and the lockdown and all the shit that we've all been through in the past couple of years is that there's this resurgence of music. And 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 we did say that. Like I remember saying there's gonna be a renaissance after the plague. And here it is. We're we're experiencing it right now. And uh, part of that is uh, getting to go back to festivals. And um, like we've been talking about and you've seen on our Instagram and stuff, we just got back from Peach and that's a whole, that's an episode by itself, um, that experience. So I'm not going to get into it too much here, but we have Northwest String Summit coming up in, in two weeks. And that festival was the first festival that I ever went to that, when I walked onto the grounds of the festival, 
Like we had gone there a couple of weeks before to go check it out because we had never been to Horning's Hideout before because we were new to the area. And when I walked onto the festival grounds and everybody was there and the festival was set up and it was happening, I felt like I came home. And I had never been there before. And it was like seeing my family and I had never experienced that in a festival setting. I'd felt like that on lot at a fish show or a dead show but never, ever at a festival. And it's very special. Northwest String Summit is a very peculiar animal. And Ben and Tiff, you guys, like, have you been to every one? I think we've missed four of them. Out of 20. Yeah. So 16 years you've done Summit. That was four. So what, (laughs) what was the first one like, Ben? Well, we we had first moved to Colorado or from Colorado and uh, moved here big string cheese fans. So we pull in and uh, permanently in February and and uh, went to our first incident at Hornings. Never heard of Hornings, but uh, we knew we had to go to cheese. So five months settled well, into Portland. Uh, bam. Rewind a little bit. Explain. We, we took we took our three little kids, three daughters who were at what age were they then? Five and two. Oh twin, my God. Twin two-year-olds. Twin two-year-olds. Yeah. Wow. So I thought it might be a good idea to go to String Cheese for four days <laughs> at some unknown place, which happened to be in my a tent. Hornings hideout. And we just, uh, we We'd pull in totally there. unprepared. Uh, I mean, we were prepared to camp, but not prepared for Hornings and for an incident of that capacity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So well, but what does that amazing. mean? Not prepared. Like well, how could you prepare for what you were in store for? Well, it was our first transition from just doing concerts into festivals so we were big campers we were totally prepared for that but you know festivals are something you learn something new every year and add to your repertoire of luxury if you will (laughs) three daughters follow the three daughter piece you know as it goes along um as i was saying the other day it was it it was tough as you can imagine i was i was going how did I ever get to go to the second one? I mean, it, it was it was tough. Was you it look back? Raining? Well, okay, was it raining when you the got there? Or yeah, our first one. I we pulled in, and actually Tiff came a couple hours later. But it, it was the skies up, and it was like a torrential downpour. And there was no escaping it. I couldn't set up a tent. I couldn't do anything. And then all of a sudden, here she pulls in <laughs> with, with these the three babies, <laughs> and it's like you add that to the mix, and it's like, ah, here we go. And we just, so we weren't prepared with like. Rain boots, you know, yeah, like the so, attire oh, that well, probably our kids could get it. Yeah. 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 So, wow. So, it was summer. I wasn't really thinking long. I mean, we had some, it's not like we didn't have a sweatshirt. That was a different year that Ben right. did that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, we, we weren't prepared in that capacity. But I think that you guys had, had the same kind of experience. You don't go back to something 16 times if you don't feel at home there. Exactly. Well, that's that's the Hornings piece. I mean, anybody that pulls into Hornings, it's a feeling. It's there's no question about it. So, well, and it's, it's you it's want there. to be there. It's like yeah. that, and then especially you add in those that festival. It's you know what happened thing. that year, that first year after all that rain and not being prepared, that made you say we're we're going back to that next year forty thousand dollar rv and uh (laughs) the rest is history i mean from that point forward the girls were so in love with it that you we couldn't turn back and i'm serious because at that first year about midway through we started to hear the vibe of hey there's another festival here and we're going i don't care if it's barry manilow playing man we're back here just because the vibe here right 
Yeah. But uh, it turns out the Northwest String Summit was out I of mean, the festival. I mean, I didn't care if it was Barry and, Manilow. Uh, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I love Barry Manilow. <laughs> I would have totally been down. <laughs> Hell yeah, four days Not of in that. those conditions I just went through. <laughs> but but anyway. then I hear who, was, who it could be. Yonder Mountain String Band, who we were hooked on by that point. It was yeah. like, oh, we're going. So, yeah. And, yeah. and Tiff, you, you have like, well, both of you actually. So we, I'm going to back up. We met you guys allegedly. No. We, I don't remember this. I remember summer. the exact moment that I met Tiffany. Okay, lay it on me. The exact moment is I'm sitting at the bowl kind of toward the little walkway, you know, a little bit down from that. Like but by the tweener stage. Yeah. Uh, no, not by the tweener stage. It was kind of like stage left all the way to the back. Okay. By a tree. By a, sitting yeah, by a tree. tree. It was yeah. beautiful. You and mm-hmm. Apple were off doing Actually, whatever. you all three were there. Oh, were we? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was in my own world. And all I remember is getting a tap over on, on my shoulder and looking up and seeing Tiffany and Ansley and like, I was like, what are these little goddesses? What? Like, it was just the vibe of everything. It was so beautiful. And then I turn and I see such a beautiful, like, duo. I'm like, what the heck? And then she introduces herself. And why did you walk up to Mel? Because of Ansley, actually, she had introduced us to your guys' show. Um, And then she had said, hey, that's them. I didn't even know exactly what you guys it looked like and I was like oh really I you know that's cool let's go say hi I'm just you know right. wanted to fucking welcome you guys too knowing Aww. that it was your first time and so anyways you guys were sitting there I was like yeah I'm gonna go up and say hi so anyhow can you hear me yeah no you're <laughs> oh yeah so, okay. you're fine so then yeah we walked over and said hello and I was like oh my gosh so then you guys are so cute um we didn't hang out uh, after that until no. yeah 2021 Mm-hmm. Right? Is that right? Yep. So twenty twenty one, just a year ago, actually, we yeah our anniversary our anniversary. In the just interim, <laughs> you guys purchased twenty five acres. Yep. Out in Sandy, that you're refurbing and creating stewarding a, yes. a new festival experience grounds called Rhythm Grounds. Yep. And uh, you guys purchased that land, and um, in twenty twenty one, I remember Mel. Telling me, hey, I got a, I got an email from a DM, a, yeah, a DM from Tiffany that we met at String Summit, and you wanna, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think we followed each other at that time, mm-hmm. so I definitely you were in my feed, and I yeah. knew, um, who you were, but and I remembered that story, I remembered you, but well, we had ran into you again at Marco Benevento. Oh, with, that's um, right. I yeah, remember Karina that. And yes, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. So, and we briefly, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then, yeah, I, I reached out well, to you. I don't yeah. know when, how many months later that yeah. was. I Long, don't, quite yeah, a bit I don't later. remember the, the months, but, but it was, it yeah. was a year ago that we connected in person. So it was about a month prior to that. So, so but all only, of that was you following your intuition. Yeah. Cause you said that you felt like you needed to what happened reach to, out. Why'd you reach out? Um, I honestly, like I've told you guys, it wasn't because I was listening to the show on a regular basis. I had definitely listened to you guys, appreciated your stuff, all that. Thought you were beautiful people when I met you, had good energy, all that. Enjoyed, you know, all that. Um, I just, one day I was doing some mushrooms out mm-hmm. on the property mm-hmm. and I had a download basically that to connect with Matt like she's meant to she's like my 
my fucking friend. Like, I don't know if she's there, but she's waiting to be someone in my life. Mm-hmm. All of you guys. And it was like the universe spoke. And I was even with Ansley at the time. And we were, you know, talking about that. We're walking through the, our property and enjoying the, this, the time. And I bring that up to her because we were talking about friendships. And <clears throat> I randomly bring up how I just had that download to her. So she knows. I mean, this is all legit. And she was like, oh, really? That's awesome. Like, you should, you know, reach out to her then. And I t- even told her, I said, I can see myself here even doing mushrooms with Mel because I'm looking for people that I can connect with on a genuine yeah. level. Sure. You know, yeah. I'm looking real to real on a real. And yeah. it's not to trip out and do. It's, it's you know, it's to it's like fucking connect. It's for it's it's hang all the stuff. Yeah. But yeah, like the mushroom for some reason came into my head that hey I can see myself even doing mushrooms right, whatever with right, Mel right. like she's someone I feel is could be real like a real good friend I'm looking for a well, real like, love opera, you yeah. guys got a second song from Mel this week by the way and like <laughs> operating when, when you when we all connect and everything it's those things of, of seeking out people that are on the same frequency yes and we definitely are it was like immediate like again like we always say with people that become friends and family so quickly it just clicks well it's like it we've did. known each other in a past well, life for this like yeah. whatever it just clicks. Well, mm-hmm. and the other cool part of all of it is like you reached out to mel yep. and and we went out there and that that's well, that's very brave, whatever. And, and you guys could have become friends and that would have been beautiful and wonderful, but mm-hmm. we all became friends. Like Ben is the brother I never had. Mm-hmm. And truly for real. And I feel the same. I feel yeah, the same. Man. Man. I, and can't, it, I can't believe it's been a year. It's a trip. And you guys look alike. Like you guys it, have like that similar, like could literally could be brothers. Mm-hmm. And the way that you all, the trio of you, him and Apple fit. You know, you, Ben, yeah. and Aaron are just... And Ben are... is one of the few human beings on the planet that likes to get as high as I do. <laughs> <laughs> and he's I also should... one of the few people on the planet that likes to smoke cannabis as much as I do. Because yeah. Aaron can't do that. When Ben comes over, when they're coming over, I get so excited Ben's coming over because Aaron's like, weed's weed. Ben comes over and he's like, tell me about that. I can tell him about Eric. And he gets ex- as excited as I do about <laughs> and cannabis. And a connoisseur, an appreciator, yes. for sure. But when I'm in a show and like it's the middle of the first set and I'm not high enough and I'm like, I want to do more. Ben will always do more with me. <laughs> Every time. You and, can know he's real on yeah, And then when set break comes, Ben will always do more with me. <laughs> and then when the middle Secret's of the second out. set comes, <laughs> Ben will always do more. Do more yeah. about it. Uh-oh. But it's, it, I'm being silly, but seriously, like, that's fucking rad to totally. meet somebody that can do that with you. Totally. And, that, and it's not like, Oh really? I don't know. That's like, let's go. You know, <laughs> I I was waiting for that. And and I'm I don't do that all the time. And so No, you don't. No. And, and, and me and Mel are more like, are you sure me and Mel do do that? We're like, are you sure? I'm pretty good. But then we usually end up doing it, but there's a little pushback. Yeah. But even the times when we're just hanging out like this, like this situation that we all have together is really beautiful man and and uh one of the 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 birthplace of this is northwest string summit literally yeah yeah and and it's a lot of things like 
first of all, that festival was the first time that like we had a spot at a festival, right? Mm -hmm. Like we had done high Sierra prior, but we were like podcasters at large at that thing. (laughs) Right. Like we were just walking around. (laughs) Yeah. Now with your new term. Now I know what that means. Hold, Can we pause for a minute? I don't know why you wanted to pause, but we're back. We're back. Yeah. I had a fart, babe. I didn't <laughs> want it. That wasn't what it was. No, it was pause for applause. Pause, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's the reason that we're all sitting here is that festival. Yes. And it's been, yes. um, it's been something that I've really been looking forward to going to with you guys again. And hearing the stories of, of years past from you guys is one of my favorite things. And I, I just... Tell us some stories about Sunset, said, you guys. I have, wait, before wait, you yeah. do, I, okay, wait. Let me, yeah, like, we both have it. something. One thing I really admire, we have several, uh, we have a lot of friends up here that we've met. And one thing I admire about Ben and Tiff is that this is a family affair. Yes. Their daughters are so awesome. And they grew up, where mm-hmm. I think a lot of people Thank out you. there know families like this. When you meet a family where the kids grew up in the festival and the music life, they're special kids. Mm-hmm. They are so well adapted to like the world and the bull. They they know the bullshit. They know what's true. Yes. They t- <clears throat> I helps. admire that so much. It seeing that when teach. people are able to take their kids to these things and summit is one of those that is we we've we've been once and when we were there it blew my mind the entire time we were there how the kids just run. It's so safe. They're running around free mm-hmm. as can be, expressing themselves. They know everybody, especially when you go back 16 times. Yeah. You see yeah. the same familiar faces. You mm-hmm. get comfortable with everybody's camps. It's magical. And it's magical to see you all now. With I mean, your kids are grown. Yeah. And they're so awesome. But that's all I wanted to say. Oh, thanks. They still look forward to it just as much, if not more, because they are mostly adults except the last one so i wanted to at least put it in a direction i i we want yes. to hear all the stories all that but like when you think or when you hear the word northwest string summit what conjures up in your head like what are the images and mm. the I, memories and the ideas and the thoughts that oh. happen for me early on um it was clear that the girls had a real strong connection with jeff austin and that that really kind of was a catalyst and glue they loved the whole the whole festival scene but but the eye-to-eye connection that, that he gave to them Aww. and the dedication that they gave back to from an early age on they were running off the hill from the blanket to make sure that they had that spot in front of uh it was at that point it was ben and jeff Ben and Jeff. Aww. so That's they own that rail sweet. for many 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 years like deep into their teen years before they would let go so yeah, that, um, that pops in. Just the girls so, looking so forward to to that freedom that you spoke of, and and like I've talked to you about, you know, we watched them super close. We were right there, but not always right right there at the at the rail. So our girls have so many memories of being at the rail, and they started to make friends being down there. And yeah, so just, did the love for Jeff happen at Summit? The yeah. girl, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. What what was it about him? He, the attention that he would give, it was on their it was, side it and it's, his, it's these no, it three his little teeny girls and they would, they would mouth every lyric. I mean, they would oh. mouth every lyric to everybody playing at some. And I mean, that was one of the common <laughs> comments of the, the band. I, I remember the, the, the death, uh, the, um, 
Danny Barnes and um, uh, the Bad Livers were playing, and they, they stopped in a song. And it's like, I got to tell you, people, I, I see these, these little li- girls down here <laughs> mouthing every lyric to the tune Death Trip. <laughs> He's like, like, that's some good parenting right there. Oh, like, Mom and dad are blushing on the hill while tripping right balls there. going on. No, we, I was actually right there, baby. <laughs> you were the tripping balls. Oh. I kept the pretty straight head. Yeah, shedding a tear. It's the yes. dad moment. Well, okay, <laughs> Tiff, you said it. Like, I kept the straight head. I think a lot of people wonder about that um, just overall. Yes. How does a, a family... Because your girls are amazing. Not only are they beautiful, but they're so sweet and like they have great personalities and they're just, they're just beautiful people. Thank and you. so to have that kind of a quality of family, how do you maintain that in a scene that could be wild? And how do you balance that? How do you, you know, let them have fun yeah. and you have fun and it was, it, um, it, for me, it was honestly, it was tough for me for a bit to figure that out. Yeah. And it took me a little bit to find my groove and, but I immediately knew it was home. Even yeah. though I didn't have my groove and I didn't have like a bunch of friends that I was meeting up with or anything, I was kind of a solo, you know, I'm doing the mom thing. It, and Ben was super helpful, but it was more like his time to let his hair down that weekend and you know, <clears throat> get loose and stuff. And he, he knew more, a few more people than I did, which was totally fine. I was just, like I said, I was kind of more, I took that role of, I want to stay level-headed. I wasn't into, like I mentioned, doing mushrooms. That's newer for me. I mean, I did those things very little before. I didn't do much at shows or at festivals yeah. with, with my kids. Unless I eventually brought along, like, my sister, who was several years younger. I flew her out for, you know, couple weeks to be able to babysit so she could help us out at at night so we could enjoy the time in the day with the girls but then at night have our time and feel totally safe and responsible not that I thought they but they're young enough like yeah you know I did want to tell that line and as you mentioned just the exposure it gave them the girls it taught them so much by showing them that that life of a lot of a safe space in a safe space Yeah. yeah There's a lot of wisdom to be taught on that hill, and a lot was, you know. There's, there's and in the bowl, you're, you're teaching a lot of high end wookery. I mean, you, you're teaching these girls <laughs> yeah. exactly what's up in the festival scene: the good, the bad, the rotten, the ugly. Yeah. And there's because there's questions along the way. Yeah. So but what? What are those questions squelch, like? Uh, those questions squelch curiosity. You yes. know, normal oh. kids are like oh, everything's hidden yeah. from them. You know, and we figured, hey, if we put them out, put it in the open. Let them see spun wooks. Let them question what spun wooks are. Or we let them question what are those knots in their hand. We explain it in detail, like that you know, and why they're or... operating like that. You know, they don't have any curiosity. They didn't go and do drugs until later, until we had signed off on it. Until they it's were, fantastic. you know, adults. Wow. Worked out well. Yeah. They didn't have the interest. But, yeah, they uh, questions like, what's in their, what's that? You know, or like, what are those people doing? They're sitting on the thing, dicing up fucking acid, you know, sheets yeah. and stuff. Like, what's that colorful stuff? And I have a couple brothers who are, you know, wookery, that are, have some wookery in them. Um, and so it was. <laughs> kind so of, you were easy, you would relate. just say it. It was like, relatable. Uh, um, you know, they're fine and it's good. It's like, and on top of that, it's people even like who look, whatever. It's not even about being a wook. It's just those people are doing this and, or, you know, yeah. teach them about cannabis and marijuana. And eventually as we became legal in Oregon for medicinal, we, you know, had that going for us as well. And so then it was like, okay, and now we're partaking in that, but 
it was something that I, like I said, I didn't partake in any of the the sacrament back then and stuff. And but the, yeah. the music was the music the was thing. the thing, and it and was, Jeff was and, the glue. And Jeff was it. the glue. Yeah, he was. Yonder was all of them. They're just they were so because we we would jam out to them all the time. I mean, the girls. That's how they knew the lyrics because they would hear them. I mean, Ben just he was one of those constantly playing music in the house. And we got hooked on Yonder uh, after, like I said, when was it? After going to String Cheese and everything, getting into Panic and seeing tons of shows back in okay. Colorado. We were deep into going to all sorts of concerts. Um, Some of my early uh, footage at Stomach was, uh, you know, we were watching the other day. Uh, the girls were having their face painted when they used to have it down in the main bowl. Yeah. And at that point. The transition was happening within the the jam grass scene, but blue but uh, green sky was playing at like noon in the main bowl in front of like ten people that were hula hooping. So, what at wow. String Summit we've got to see a lot of this cool transitional things happen that are, that are amazing. I mean, like, kind of like what I was saying at the beginning of of this of how we're going through this like transitional phase in the scene right now with these up and coming bands yeah. and goose and. Billy Strings and everything that's happening. You saw that firsthand at Summit years ago in the jam. So you mm-hmm. actually like had a front row seat to the metamorphosis of jam grass. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, and at, also at, contributors to that. I it, mean, it, if you think about it, you're going back year after year, you're contributing to the success of these bands because you're saying, oh, yeah. I'm paying this money to go back yeah. and I'm bringing my whole family with me. It, I mean, Summit really is kind of the gateway for uh, for bluegrass music for the West Coast. I mean, as, as these bands start to come up through the ranks, I mean, they're 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 coming through String Summit. The ones that that stuck are really the, the ones that are that they showcase. I mean, Sky's done a great job with that. I mean, I mean, the, the Dusters and Railroad Earth and uh, and. And these guys have kind of changed the way the whole game oh, operates. Sure that's again, kitchen yeah. dwellers once kitchen again dwellers, taking yes. things to a whole nother level. It's amazing, and th- that's what turned the three of us on to yeah, bluegrass. Sure did. Bluegrass was there, and it was like, okay, we we'll listen to it here and there, and then we came back from Summit, yeah. and we're like, bluegrass is freaking amazing! Yes. Wow, you can dance to that it, you can party it to me. it, like mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, it really is. Is. I, I honestly at home, I was like, uh. I liked it, but I once I went and saw it and felt that, yeah, I'm going Hook. back. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I like jam grass. I don't care I, if I have to push I've a heard double stroller. In the way. <laughs> I got to say, I, I, what, one yeah. funny thing that just popped in my mind that I loved about you guys that you did, and I think it was Ansley that did it. When, when we went to fish, she, it wasn't an Ansley that had never been to fish, and she asked you guys, why haven't you ever oh, taken yeah. me yes. to fish before? Yes. And you guys said, um, we were in trouble. We had to yeah. save something yeah. for mom and dad. Fish yeah. is a different animal. Now you've been, and now she's hooked. Yeah. She was like immediately like me, me and Graham are following the them. She was on the road that next weekend. Yeah. She was that next day. Them. She yeah. went yeah, on tour. Like, it's like, you go, what do you, Ben said you had, we had to wait until we were sure you were a lady before yeah. we introduced so you, you to didn't that. you become a work and jump on the bus and yeah. take off. Seriously. We had to delay you becoming a work as far as possible. Now she's a Professional. For all you wooks out there, we love you. We say it in love. Like I said, yeah. I'm, brother, I'm wooks in my family. I am part wook. I was, fun. yeah, we all see We're part a, wook. Yeah, started yeah. out as that. I yeah, think we all have a little wook, wook in us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Apple, let me borrow that, dude. Well, that, that, that's, uh, well that's something I did. We, we, we've been to one string summit. Now that the first string summit, and I am, I'm a clean freak. I shower every day, everything. And when we were there, Gross. I was having so much fun. We were partying, having fun. I didn't shower for four days. Oh, yeah. 
I, I regretted yeah. it after I got home. <laughs> you know, rashes happen and things when you're not thinking about it, running around, walking 10 miles a day, running here and there. But, oh, my God, it was so fun. And I was I was dirty. It, that was, my wook came out. When the we're other there. thing that's, that's <laughs> rad about Summit now is after 20 years, like like Apple said, we've only experienced one, but it was a well-oiled machine. Yes. Yeah. Like that, that crew, the crew, everybody that was there, we were treated like family from the jump. Anything we needed, we had. Yeah. Everything you don't want for moved nothing. Super smooth. The vending was dialed right on. Like the stages were set. Like everything was dialed. Yeah. One of the things when people ask me about it, about like just say one thing that's that's significant about it. I mean, we do shows all over. We do festivals all over. But there's only one festival, and it's Summit. That on Saturday night, you know how special it is, because every single person in that sold out bowl will leave their every belonging right where it sits and yep. walk out of that bowl and rage all night long and leave it there. Yeah, full trust. Every person, they leave their belongings there all night long. Yeah, I've I, never I, seen that happen in another group of people like that, and I've never done it with more confidence. Nope. And where everyone's doing the line. same thing. Mm-hmm. We did I've the same left thing. my everything there every single yeah. year, and I've came back to every single one of my items. Wow, that's, that's a freaking beautiful that says point. combination of, of kinfolk. What was created that the culture and yeah. and what magic that Hornings really brings. It's truly a magical place. It's special. I remember on Saturday night, somebody came to us and they were like, you guys need to go put a blanket down in the bowl in the morning. And I was like, do in you the remember morning? this? And I was like, what? They're like, you guys should go get a spot down in the bowl for tonight. Yeah. And I was like, but we're going to leave our stuff there all day. Like somebody's. And they're like, no, just go put your blanket down there. And we did. We left our blanket there, I think, for two days. Yeah. We did. It was our spot the whole <laughs> yeah. time. Heck yeah. yeah. And nobody nobody sat on our, like, it was left mm-hmm. alone. Everything was fine. It, you I, know, I, there's something to be said for that, um, what you just said about everybody just collectively enjoying a night to whatever degree you want to. I remember feeling so that, that's I still maintain that that's the best night of my life until another one comes along like that. Like I married, I have children, but this was such so special because I felt renewed. I felt like I was in another planet almost. Mm-hmm. I really did feel like we were in another planet dimension. Festival. My kids yeah. call it Narnia. Yeah. Yes. Nickname it Narnia. Yeah, I totally yeah. am down I, with that place. I remember Mel said, Mel said too, after when we all agreed, it made us feel like we're, Mel was like, it was like high school prom, especially Saturday night because Yonder did that 80s like mix night and then we, we didn't know what to expect. It was our first one. All of a sudden, this flower blooms in the middle of the crowd down at the bottom of the bowl and all these kids start running around dressed as bumblebees and just there's just stuff going on everywhere and we were dancing our asses off and we did we all felt like kids that night yeah, yeah. it yeah, was just amazing it. it helps you that's where i felt it would help me connect with my inner child so yeah, to speak because we get stuffy when out. we get older and let my as <laughs> Jeff or yonder would say, like, your freak flag fly, you yeah. know, like, do it. Like, we all have, like, let it out, you know, shake it out. Do what you got to do. You Show said it that, off. that yonder actually helped you. Jeff actually helped you find yourself. 
yeah, I believe he helped all of our girls or yonder and them themselves, just the way as or Jeff, you know, would talk from the stage about just, just certain comments he would make. And then come, sometimes he would come over and talk to the girls personally and let them know, like, so glad you guys are here. I look forward to seeing you guys like Aww. every year. Like, and then he'd start coming up, giving us hugs over the years. We, and see him at other shows gifts, and bags of like just, jellyfish and stuff and he just like gummy bears think treats you know and then and he would always recognize and acknowledge them from whenever and, and then other people in the band did too um but yeah he encouraged he helped us feel that we belong there even though I felt at home I struggled like I said for a little bit to find that balance you know I had kids young kids and I was a young mom and I well was, I, I don't think everybody realizes but Tiffany is physically drop dead gorgeous <laughs> and then <laughs> way to make and, her feel comfy and now. then you well and then you meet her and you're like what are you like 21 like <laughs> beautiful and so having i'm i'm saying this because we have something in common that's rare but it's it can be kind of like a thing you got to deal with in life where yeah. you know you've got this gorgeous woman here and then you're with your daughters. And so that's kind of weird. And it's mm -hmm. people give shade. People well, are, can be really mean and, at and the cruel. Time they were young when we started going. So they weren't yeah. these gorgeous, you know, things that now people look at in a whole different light. But at the yeah. time there were these little kids and some people actually did give us grief, not just like people in our community did. And maybe even some family members, like, why are you taking your kids to these things? Like, trying to judge and throw shade, not having any real yeah. idea. And then even people at the festival itself would be like, uh, like make comments. Like as we're standing like, why, are uh, people why do people bring, bring kids and stuff? And like kids don't belong. But yet Summit in particular encouraged that in Northwest String Summit did. And they gave that, you know, comfort to kids. And like my kids, they literally looked forward to it every year. It was like, mm. we can't wait to go like back to, to Summit. Disneyland. It was like, it was more, it oh, was yeah. more Absolutely. than that. Yeah. And we they did Disneyland it. funny too. And now they, you can be like, and they with still my do. Kids yeah, now. it's like we, they, you know. They so you can't loved wait. it, and then they especially loved it. So you couldn't not go back. Yeah, yeah. It was like all right, a little pain and dirt, and well, dealing we, with this. We got to back up because you were flattering torture. We got to say also that Ben is a very handsome man. <laughs> yes, he is. I will not this, leave. This I, I'm sorry to have left cup. that out. Yeah, yes, Ben is a very ben handsome man. Very I think I said to stunning. Aaron, he's stunning. The first time after we'd met that, I, think I and said you to sound Aaron, great on I, I was, I was <laughs> like, he, he's like, he's like the Wolverine, but cooler and better looking than Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> he's not Hollywood. He's real. Like gets in there and gets dirty and gets shit done and takes care it's of his family dirty. and life. And yeah, shit. this is this no. is the dude that you want. Like if you got to like storm the hill, this is the guy that you want with you. What, what's the what you told me recently? Ben said, he said to you, okay. he's like, I'm the type of friend that'll help you get rid of the body, but you just gotta wait till tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. You gotta just put the body on ice for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, it's it's. We talk a lot on the show about the magic of the scene that we're in, and the magic of the music and mm -hmm. going to shows and festivals and all that. But like there's something particularly cool about summit. And I think you just kind of hit on why it's because they welcome family. Yes. I believe and that's so. what I felt walking in there. That's why I felt at home mm -hmm. was I felt that vibe of like, wow, this is welcoming. 
end, it's like, it was created out of love. Yes. It's yeah. not like, let's throw a festival and make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. It was like, let's do something for our family. Yep. Where it we was. can all be together for a few days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was made with love. Yep. Um, Super well, and I for all of them. know that Summit, you know, started because of the string cheese incident playing out <laughs> or having their incident out there. And so then they were inspired to contact, you know, Hornings and eventually had their own festival there, um, which is now unbelievably 20 years later. Um, so evolved and it is, it's so special to our family. Um, I, as much as I'm sad, it's ending. I, you know, like I, I get things have to end and I could understand. We, could we just move it to Ribbons like, Grand? Yeah. Hey, that's what we're thinking. Yeah. We're not that 300 Sky, acres that I Bob's love. got, but yes, we are. Um, we do definitely have that thought as well. Somewhere. Festivals are Festival. starting to break it up. Yeah. I mean, Electric Fork does, does it over two weekends. We could do that. Yeah, or you could just do it smaller. We could do smaller. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, there's nothing like a yeah boutique-style mm-hmm. yeah. festival where you actually get to spend time with the people that are there. Because when you're at these bigger festivals, you lose a lot of the people that you want to spend time with. So yes, if you kind of scale that down, everybody's who you want to hang out with. Mm-hmm. And no matter whether you get sidetracked, you're still in that core group of people you want to be with. And... That's what I feel like the festival scene is to the world. It brings these people together that want to do these things and want and enjoy the same type of things. And it, it like puts it in this, like, you know, it it concentrates it. And the only way that I could like, based on going to peach this past time, based on meeting you guys, high Sierra, all of these festivals, they bring these like-minded people together or these people that have these family values. They don't want to leave their family behind or they want to have a just good time or they're enjoying, like they're taking time out of their life basically yeah. is what I mean to like enjoy and to savor like time with friends or good music or, a, you know, a high time, whatever. And it's so cool to be able to do that with you guys and, to have to be a part of that for everybody else too. Do you do you guys have a um individually like Ben, do you have a favorite memory of Summit? I I honestly have to say videotaping my daughter Payson when she was I don't know 4 months old laying on the stage passed out arms back and Jeff just completely melting face over the head bang. I mean head I mean absolutely head banging. Mm-hmm. Head banging or sweat just flying off him. And yeah, I thought that was absolutely incredible. Like baptizing and your baby. And he acknowledged yeah. it. He yeah. acknowledged the sleeping baby. Also I want to say back to the that that's why another reason that you asked earlier about why the girls cooed and caught over, you know, yonder and stuff. It was um, their performance, their songs that they knew, but also Jeff's antics, the way he acted on stage, his performance is, uh, he would put on, they just thought was so fun because he was goofy. You know, he'd make, he was in drama. And so he had some dramatic faces. He would, and he gets, he gets in it deep and they would just like get in there with him and <laughs> feel it. And they, they would, you know, now I know these stories because I've heard, I've since been able to have the fortune to connect with 
some of the other members of Yonder and um, their wives as well and hear stories that they watched our kids from behind the stage, you know, for several years and admired them because they would watch them and the girls were singing along and head banging and doing, you know, their antics as well and playing air Aww. guitar and whatever and acting silly, letting their freak flag fly yeah. and stuff. And it's several of, you know, the time Ben and I are right next to them as well. And like he said, I even at one point we had a baby up there and, um, you know, it was just, it was so awesome. So I, for me, it's tough going back to that question. What do you think? What, what's your favorite or, or a favorite? It's, it's just that it's that found it's knowing that I did it with, I got to do it with those, my girls and that it's still so special oh, to them. I think it's hard to, that's yeah, sweet. it's just so much. It's, there's so many good times. I will say I was fortunate one time to have, um, I don't just, yeah, some very magical downloads. I will, it's hard to, they're, they're tough <laughs> yeah. to explain, but yeah, just amazing good times that are, so special and that I mean our our oh, man, top go of our Whoa, family. Go, yeah, it. go. Time. Yeah, uh, UFO sighting. Uh, stopping the crowd. Stopping oh, yeah, the, the cool. song in the what? middle of a to- so, totally stopping the song in the middle of a set. Uh, it was a well. It was super cool because um, very well the, times fly over by the space station. Yeah, yeah. the production company that um, put on you know the like the flower thing that you described and the bees. I think it's Tyler Fuqua, yeah, Fuqua um, Creations. Creations. Mm-hmm. So they put that on and they one year had a like a mock saucer or UFO. You describe it. You're better at it. It's just- no, it's just that the, the yonder was finishing the set and it was like a, a no expectations. And uh, he basically stops the song in the middle and has everybody pointing up to the sky. And Oh, that look. was timed with the space station. Yeah. yeah. You're getting them mixed up. With yeah, I am getting it mixed up. But he timed, he knew that the space station, or because someone had told him, was going to be flying over. It did when we were there, too. Did it? Is yeah. yeah that they time? Okay, I thought yeah, it yeah, did yeah, again that time. Right. All about yeah, it. yeah, that's right. But that time, it was just, it was super, yeah. It was the, just everything that was going on at the time, just the, the whole thing was memorable. But clearly, I didn't remember that part as well, because I just got <laughs> mixed up with The finer thing. details I just got mixed up me, with a whole different... <laughs> One of the other big things about some, it's always been the the campground picks. I mean, that's really what that that festival yes, became legendary for. Is is you know a lot of times the artists uh, will jump off stage and you know sift into the the crowd and not only do collabs on the other stages, but you know in the in the campground. You know, you hear a lot of the Vince Herman picks out in the campground, stuff like that. Aww. wow, man, and so. Having this be the last one, what was your um, feeling when you heard the news, you guys, that this was going to be the final verse? Oh, I was. I'm still. I'm still shocked by it, but but then again, you know, I I I knew it probably would probably have to come to an end. I mean, it, the 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 budgetary piece alone, at the expense these bands are becoming, I I don't even see how Sky pulled this together. To be honest with you. This is a blowout, man. Seriously. Yeah, this is definitely a blowout. And it's gone vertical like that, and those those bands become more money, man. I think too those bands that have been there, they love it too, and they it's yeah. one of their favorites. There was a time um, the Green Sky used to play festivals. all three nights, and it was for years and years. So as things progress and things change, 
our little bluegrass scene is uh it's well, growing up it's it not up. little anymore and, no. and 20 years i mean we just said it with peach if you do anything for 10 years it's amazing and they did this yeah. for 20 years now, now you got a billy strings rocket that's not helping anything so i mean it's like yeah. it's catapulting us out of these little venues like hornings hideout which right. is amazing for our scene and Bring on new brothers and sisters. Well, it's like yeah. they like you yeah. saying like like you saw days. Green Sky playing to the bowl with ten people like yeah. half paying attention, more like background music. Yeah. And yeah. then last year we go to Red Rocks to see them sold out at Red Rocks yeah. and just mm-hmm. crushing it for yeah. three nights. You well, know, it's and yeah. like Andy Dunnigan from um, Little Smokies. He was in a band competition there, you know, years ago before he was even in Little Smokies. So it's fun to remember that we've seen people like him and. There's several others. Watched Just Elephant transition. Revival yeah, essentially Elephant become Revival. a band at the festival. I mean, mm-hmm. they used to be. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so going into this, do you have like, do you have anything that you like want to get out of the last one for yourself? Yeah. I'm, uh, we're getting older. So, man, I'm going to try to go deep and try to finish strong, man. You know? One of the things we've done with kids is, you know, we haven't been out and just, you know, stomp all night long for all four nights. Um, we may do that. We just actually <laughs> talked about doing one night another day. We're going to go one night Yeah, no, we're going to go one night. No, actually, what we do want to Look, remember. the magic of summit, no one knows. summit is actually to really just be present for it is what I'm looking for, to really take it in. and. Um, Take in more music than ever. Take in more variety. And and all the girls are coming. All the girls are going to be there. And just take in, like I am right trying to take in right now. You yeah. Know, the moment. And just, yeah, soak it up and try not to <laughs> get too emotional. Yeah. So, one yeah. on oh, there's going to be emotion. In. I can't yeah. wait. There's going to be yeah. so much yeah. emotion. I, can't, I just can't even imagine what Sunday night's going to be like. Okay, oh, so dude. um, this is just like a, that. you know, a subsection, but how do the Raverts get ready for a festival? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I want to hear about this because I know this is very important. Costumes. Tiffany's a woman after my own heart who she loves to dress up and have fun. Ben's also a man after my own heart and loves to dress up and have fun. And... You also like luxury and you're yeah. also vegan and there's all these preca- like things you guys have to take it into does consideration. Take a while. Um, so I, w- yeah. I want to know how this happens. How does this go down? Well, mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier now that, of course, the girls are yes. older. So, but like I've told you, I feel like I'm already running late for it. So <laughs> it just <laughs> takes a minute to get ready. And I don't like to, you know, I want to be super prepared and yeah. organized. So being that we do have our property, it's like a little bit of juggling. Like, oh, yeah, this is here. So we're not sure this year. It's all new because we haven't done it, you know, in this capacity. And we've been used to having an RV in the past. And this year we don't have an RV pass or anything. So we're going to be camping old school style. But like like I said, the girls are older and we're going to bring generators. So we're going to pack starting probably this weekend. Start putting some stuff aside. The short answer is generators. The only way you survive with four women, five women. Generators, multiple. I'm not, not lying. It's multiple generators. Um, so you have to have all their stuff. And then I like, uh, you know me, I like lights. And they will be with us. Plenty of them. Right on. And then we prepare, yeah, we, you know, prepare kind of, hey, we're going to go simple on food. Especially anymore. I used to go way overboard, plan freaking all these meals because I had 
younger yeah, kids too. You- and it was, it was just different. But I spent way too much time preparing food and inside or not or outside just cooking, you know, and yes. preparing meals. And it's like, no, I missed out on too much good music. Like you're old enough now, of course, they're adults. Yep. Most of them make your own sandwich. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Or whatever your salad and so this is get good for you guys. Or let's do it together and or you can go you, buy you yourself get to food. have more freedom than ever at, yes. at this festival. Yeah. Yes. I, I told Mel uh, yesterday, I was like, okay, at every show that we've been to, every festival that we've been to, whether it be on the West Coast or the East Coast, we always end up with a bunch of people that are part of the No Simple Road family. And we have never taken a family picture at a show. Well, that's not true. We did at the Gorge. We did at the Gorge. Well, wait, yeah, what do you mean by we haven't taken a family uh, picture? I'm talking. Aaron's like, saying I'm he talking, just wants to take no, a family I'm picture. Talking, no, 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 no. Yeah, babe. Stop, That's stop and listen to me. That's why I asked. <laughs> I want clarification. I'm talking about not just us. I'm talking about anybody that listens to the show, us, in one spot for a picture, like, scheduled family picture. Okay. Not us on the on the here somebody snap a picture of our crew. This is who we're the, hanging out with at the moment. Yeah. Now no, here's another that. group. Like, the, yeah. I think that that would be a cool um not legacy, but marker in time for this thing that's about to go down. Like, especially because it's gonna be the last one and like for all of us to have that memory together will be super cool. For us to have that, like, a I think that can photo. be facilitated. Yeah. No, I'm going to make gonna, it happen. We're going to make it happen. I'm right. planning yes. on it. But schedule it. Also, talking about food, I think we should do, like, like a family breakfast, too. That's way too much. I, already, I just eat no, dump city I, dumplings the entire time. I love time, the fantasy bro. idea of it, but it just already stressed me out by you saying it. Really? No, there's like people who don't go to sleep. They wake up at their own time. Yeah, if they, they aren't there, they miss it. I think everybody would love Mel's muffins. <laughs> oh, I will. Sheesh. That's different. I, I'm not it doesn't show have to be. It doesn't have to be like. <laughs> I'm kidding. Sixteen courses no, of I shit. Get you, Mel. Courses. I get you. I'm not committed to any of that. Well, and like Tiff kind of just said that she kind of got lost in the, the like too much food prep and everything. It, it pulls it you out of that. It does. It does. And then packing for all their stuff. I used to go. They looked so cute all the time and had all the fun stuff. Like, we have such cute home videos. Ben was always um, really good about holding the video cameras, you know, and and recording some fun moments there. So we have lots of video footage of them just jamming out on their own, totally in the moment and letting loose. That's priceless. That's all shit you play at their wedding to embarrass the shit out of them. We've already started to show some of it. That sounds fun. I want, we got to do like, 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 after and so like do a viewing party that'd be cool we to were thinking hang about out putting and... a little thing out which a slide show of stuff because it's so cute oh yeah but so wow um so yeah the last thing i want to say is i'm looking forward to doing northwest string summit with you two i'm super yeah. excited about yeah. it it oh, means a lot to us it means a lot yeah. to you Yes. We get to hang together and be share space and like mm-hmm. just have an amazing time. And it's four days. It's just now that we're know each other and 
we actually get to spend the time together. It's just, I'm excited. Extra I'm looking special. forward to well, it. Yeah, it's, it's extra special. It's exciting always to see what the Roberts have up their sleeve, <laughs> to see what Ben's up to. Ben talking about the camp. Like, we've been talking for months about this now and, like, mm-hmm. camp set up, and it's like, Ben's like, oh, I'm bringing everything to Disneyland. <laughs> like, oh, this, this is going to be so amazing. So I made him scale back. I got to <laughs> say, I told Mel, oops, disclaimer. <laughs> I just want to say, Tiff, thanks for listening to your intuition. Uh, yes. I'm yeah. so glad. For real. Honestly, it's what yes. it was. I, I think mm-hmm. in my words to you was the universe, like, compelled me and i have to listen mm-hmm. like i'm just honoring that you, yeah. and you guys got that oh yeah you and, like, Ma- appreciate well, you you and guys. mel are like, like twinsies I you have mention, the same uh, you have the same feel everything you're yeah. so you're uh, twinsies yeah yeah it's so dope so i gotta mention too when we did connect that day over a year ago just a little over it was like a 116 degree record day so the fact that you came out still like I mean, like you said, it didn't have to go. It, who knew? We all just kind of rolled the dice. Yeah. Said, hey, let's get together. Yeah. Next thing you know, Mel and I did do yeah. our little shroom trip. I remember but saying, we, I'm we were going. Just like, we were, yeah, <laughs> we, we did it. And yeah, it's been amazing. Ben and, and I were off in some corner somewhere giggling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're fortunate for all of you. And Apple, even though I wasn't there that day, like you said. Like, yeah, I hid. I hid from the Apple, heat that Apple day. Apple is a brother too. And it's like, no, yeah, you, you guys, guys are just super family friends that we appreciate so much and super grateful for all and of you one Absolutely. more time these chairs are fucking awesome yeah yeah wow, this these is, chairs. Oh, i'm like this so is like my second bed i'm like y'all look amazing yeah oh, dude they've been waiting so for <sighs> i well, love it you guys look pretty great. special yeah, all right <laughs> all right everybody. Even, even the arms are like Plush. Yes. Yep. Apple likes luxury. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> these these suit me well. <laughs> He's yeah. like, these are perfect. I love luxury too. <laughs> yes. I, I'm not gonna try yeah. in front. I like me some good yeah. luxury. Me yeah. and Mel were watching. <laughs> me and Mel were watching Alone today. Have you ever seen that show where they like no. drop the people off in the middle, middle of nowhere? Of nowhere. Oh, they got to survive. Yeah. And, and Mel, Mel was like, "You would never last in this show." And I was like, "No, I know. I go. My shows." Who can last longest in the five star hotel? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I win that one, man. Yeah. Be all bougie. No. Oh. <laughs> anyway, five. So, uh, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, we're gonna do Eli now. You're gonna. Oh yeah. This is a trip report from Fish, I believe, and uh, Eli the Wolf put together some incredible Sonic painting for you guys here so uh Eli, yeah, this is do that. amazing thank you for doing i have to say thank you again for doing this for getting the no simple road family out there in the wild and doing a little compilation and i just love you thank you so much and also if you're still listening to the show at two hours and whatever <laughs> minutes wow man right on thank you good on you yeah good on you yeah i mean we love you thanks I hope we were interesting. They really do love you guys, though. We really do. Yeah. Um, remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all that. All and, things. Uh, smile at a stranger. We'll be back next love week one with another. more stuff and things and hydrate yeah. and safety third. and Happy festival season. We'll see, yeah, we'll get out there and see summer. live music. Yeah, do stuff. Dude. Oh, and like we always say, make sure to tell a friend, family member, whatever about No Simple Road. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's do Eli, and then then we'll be done. We love you guys. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. Hey now.
Whoa. Um, hi there, No Simple Road family. This is Eli Paul coming to you again from Cincinnati, Ohio, with yet another trip report from three nights of Deer Creek at Fish Amphitheater. Um, I'm actually calling it more of a field report this time because that's what it feels like to me, uh, these little mini podcast episodes that I'm sending you. So I hope that's all right. Um, and judging by your reaction from the one I sent in last year, I felt pretty welcome to try it out again. Um, so I'm going to get right to it this time. There's a lot of meat in here. Um, enjoy. David, Akira, say hello to the No Simple Road family. You may remember them from last year. They brought me with them for fish. (laughs) And And Eli made us famous by putting us on your podcast. Yeah, so here we are again with another fucking, I don't know, field report. Trip report. Well, it's it's more of a field report for me, at least. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, to see the few, the, the proud, the fish for three nights. <laughs> the fish. <laughs> the fish. We will check in later. I got the same fucking card when I pulled one, which I'll get into later. walk down there not dancing and like halfway through I'm just like alright you I have to it. dance to even get through it <laughs> yeah. 
And that's hilarious. <laughs> it's really like, hilarious. To get somewhere you would have to dance just to get through it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it would be really difficult to like walk through without like moving your body. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta noodle around a bit, man. You gotta slink through some fucking people. Can you just imagine trying to walk like <laughs> no, that's like kind of how. So like, it was like there were two aisles of people just dan- <laughs> dancing, and then like people dancing in front of somebody trying to walk, <laughs> and like uh, getting backed up in the middle, <laughs> dancing on the sides. <laughs> me, and, me and Drew walking down to the, to the bar while Julius is playing. It's pretty. <laughs> like people are all over the <laughs> So this year I wanted to try things a little differently. As I know you know, the hangs after the shows are tried and true. Even winding up better than the shows sometimes between the conversation, the belly laughs and whatnot. But this time, I thought it would be fun to ask a few people one simple question. What does fish mean to you? And some of these responses blew me out of the water. I asked a couple people who met throughout the weekend, a couple of friends who you don't know, and a couple of road trippers who you do know. All right, what's up, family? Joe here. And your favorite girl, Jordan. And we're talking here about what fish means to us. Where to even start? Mine's love, because I found you through them, kind of. Me, clearly. Eli found me. (laughs) For me, Trey as a guitarist is so interesting. Coming, approaching guitar from a more percussive standpoint with coming from a, a drum background. Being a drummer myself, I think having this four-piece electric band with two drummers that aren't playing the drums is what attracted me in. Yeah, then been these past couple years been selling food before all the shows and getting in when we can and meeting new friends and just kicking it and enjoying all of the little moments that life gives us through the lens of this band that means so much to so many people and it's uh, incredibly inspirational and beautiful energy force to be behind and be a part of for however long we choose to be however long they who knows who knows how much longer we have so every second is uh, is not wasted here at these shows for me and uh, so I would say overall what it means to me is just joy that I think you get from music as it is but then amplified through the, the friendship that's up there on that stage up next, we have our new friend Ryan from Columbus, Ohio, who we met there at the campground. Equally generous as he is resourceful and prepared, we're really grateful to have been able to connect with him and spend some good time with him. Fish, to me, is been pretty much the soundtrack to my entire adulthood. And from the, the minute I first heard Fish, there was some type of nostalgia that I felt which is odd because I'd never heard them before, but it brought out like the creative, innocent, pure child 
like mind and visions and things like that I had as a kid. So I guess that's where the nostalgia came from. It also got me on the road as a young adult, you know, around the age of 18, traveling the country, seeing stuff that I never would have seen, you know, if I would have taken a different path. And uh, for me, it, it ended too soon, which would turn out to be temporarily. But, you know, 03 was my first show, and I did a lot of the tours for 03 and 04, and it ended abruptly, and consequentially, I had a lot of depression and, I guess, anger. And I, you know, I really dove deep into, into hard drugs and alcohol. And uh, when they came back, I was not in a good place, so I didn't get to see a lot of shows. And then uh, I just wasn't able to go to shows at some point, so I missed another five years. And uh, once I was a couple years sober and uh, I streamed all the Baker's Dozen shows, I was I was back in and back on. So um, it's been a hell of a ride, and it continues to be an amazing experience that never, ever seems to disappoint. And... Uh, continues to bring up feelings of nostalgia um, from not just, I guess, the purity of childhood, but also the times that I had um, when I was uh, a young adult. So it's been the most amazing part of my life, and um, I wouldn't trade it for any amount of money or anything in the world. And call my wife. <laughs> Up next is our homie Chris, also from Cincinnati, who we spent every night at the shows with, along with his crew, who it was great to meet. One of the most lovable human beings I've ever met, and he kept it short and sweet for us, so... Fish means to me just freedom. I get to travel across the country and listen to good music, make some money selling beer on parking lot, and just be free, work for myself. And now we have another new friend. Her name is Shannon from Kentucky. I didn't get the city, but she was also camped next to us. And we immediately fell in love with her upon meeting her. Uh, This woman is mama straight up, and she really knocked it out of the park on this one. And I think you guys are really going to love what she had to say. Yeah, for me, it's music in general Mm -hmm. is my lifeline. Um, I was a deadhead. I knew I was a deadhead when I was 11 years old, Mm -hmm. and I watched a documentary on the Grateful Dead. It was a black and white TV, 12-inch black and white TV, Um, and the music caught my ear, but the community, really, I was like, I knew that was my tribe and that I would find that. I've always been a lifetime full of anxiety, Mm -hmm. a lifetime full of stress. Lost my dad when I was really, really young. When I would listen to music, that was just always the time that I could just close my eyes and just be at one and that just I could just feel the healing. Fish is one of those rare instances where all the talent just happens. Billy Strings has it right now. The yeah, Grateful yeah. Dead had it. And for me, there are different elements of that. And Fish is kind of my wind element. It, it is church, but it is also for me personally, I had prejudices against the community, the fish community at first. And it was so like, it was so weird because when they started coming around, I worked the Thirsty Thursdays at the Deadhead Bar in the 90s. And it was just a whole different vibe when they came around. Mm-hmm. And I always liked the music and whatnot, but I just never had 
we didn't have all the music was not accessible to us you had to find it you had to you had the bootlegs you had to buy the tapes and I just didn't have that accessible and I didn't have the time three jobs a single mom to put into that then my youngest son was born and I would be driving back and forth a lot listening to the satellite and Trey Anastasio band I and I would just be like who is this guy? Fucking melting my face, fucking driving down I-64, like, I, you know, not even smoking weed in the car, you know, I'm just like... But higher than shit. Got, but I'm higher, and, and it made me higher than a fucking kite. And I was just like... And then I was like, who is this Trey in a stagio band? And they're like, oh, that's Trey from Fish. And then the Jam On channel, the, the Jam On channel, they had the Gone Fish an hour, and I didn't even realize what was happening, but I'd be like, and I looked down and be like, Fish? Like down and be like, this is fish? And I'm like, maybe I do like fish and whatnot. And so I'm really glad that I, you know, have now the, uh, the opportunity. Um, my life fell apart. My mom passed away in 2018. In 2019, I put her ashes in the Pacific Ocean. And since then, the hat that I wear, that was her hat. And it, it just has put me in all the right places. And what I found, I saw fish at Lockin. And I, I really enjoyed, like, the energy that was there. Like, the crowd. And, and it was so funny because the set that they played was almost... The, C, the one CD that I had owned of their music, like I was like, I, were, I know these songs, and I, I was love like, them. Yeah. And it was like, and, I, and so I'm really glad that now I have the opportunity. Like, like, I, and then my husband left me right right before COVID, and so like the the music community and just and getting here. So like I was telling you, on that on the lawn, I've left a lot of my demons on that lawn up there, particularly. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that Fish plays my chakras. Like their music speaks to me, and it and it and it reminds me that everything's still good. It's like it, it puts me at one. And there are very few bands that I can stand up there, and I do, and I stand in front of live music, and I close my eyes, and I experience it, and it is one of the few that I can literally feel every note go through my body and feel that healing and just to watch them and they have so much fun too. Mm-hmm. Like to just, like to, like Friday night when Trey, that, that fucking end of the show when he was just like, yeah. And, and, and that yeah. victory and when you lifted fucking, the guitar and I'm just everybody like, in there. And just to share that with us. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is a life of giving. Mm-hmm. And to be able to experience that to me is honor and religion. Religion is that it connects me to my higher power mm-hmm. and my higher energy. And I mean, I'm so glad that I found that element. Like I said, I have fire. I have wind. Billy Strings is my water. You know, and, and it just and, and, and I love it. I love, and I'm so glad. And it's joy. It brings joy, and I'm so grateful to the people that share that. Like, I love, I I don't know, I feel like our energies, it brings our energies, and it brings the people who are open to those energies together. Mm -hmm. Um, And it puts us where we're supposed to be. I don't know. It, It really does, so... 
But to watch like this year, Joy, like there was a dude down there in front of us and he was all jamming and his son was there and he was jamming and the dad's all leaned back and the kid's like playing the piano on the guy's chest and I was just like, and just like, oh my God, I love that. And then nectar. I don't know the song, nectar. there was a dad and his daughter and they, and they're like, oh, I didn't understand what was happening, but I did understand what was happening. And I just watched them like, and just that love and to watch them share that together makes me, I have lost so much in my life. I'm 53 years old. I'm the matriarch of my fucking, of my tribe. And to see that connection and to see people like literally just love and to, to, to grab onto that and to enjoy that that's life and that's what it's all about mm-hmm. and you know it's not about showing up for three jobs that you don't love and, and putting food on the table because in the end you're still going to be on that lawn that yeah. can find in your joy to quote Billy Strings yeah makes a man feel sour working every day by the hour just to end up gone mm-hmm. like everything else and I watched my dad fucking work himself to the bone mm-hmm. and, I, and die I watched my mom fucking work and give and be bitter and try and find this joy her whole life. And I made a promise to her when I put her in the ocean and she sent me a big ass rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> you bet. That was pretty oh, I made a promise to her that, you that whatever that she never got, I mean, her mom, like her, she just had, she had a lot of reason to be bitter. Mm-hmm. She never could figure out how to let that go. Mm-hmm. And I just made a promise to her that I would let that go. And... I do. And lastly is David, one of my best friends in the whole world, who you've come to know through these two field reports I've sent in. His bit got cut at the end because my phone died, so here's what I was able to scrap together. This is the beginning of what I think the adult part of my life was, where I really started to come out of my shell. I went to Blossom in 2011, and I just absolutely fell in love with everything they were doing and the crowd energy and all the people and through that I eventually started going to other events and I met other people and I created a really awesome family and community of friends that I love with all of my heart and a lot of that is owed completely to fish and the experiences that I had in 2011, 2012, deciding to continue to see them and continuing to like go on this path of like seeing music and like having fun they completely changed the course of my life for the better and I appreciate the hell out of them and I also super nerd out over everything that they do and Trey is a complete genius and just to be able to watch them create music out of things that he's been like making his entire life and like create a so there you have it and I suppose I'll throw my two cents into the stew um it really became apparent what Fish's role in my life is uh after this three night run and they were one of the bands who really walked me through the door um to this whole world that we exist in and um 
as far as like my growth and my development and like my ability to navigate the human experience, they definitely have given me the tools to be able to do that while staying afloat. Um, I went through a lot during the second sets of both Saturday and Sunday and and uh, I, w- I, w- I would just close my eyes and I was dancing. I, my body was moving the entire time there was music being played all three nights. And on night two, you know, I was I was really introspective in a really good way. And it included nothing but intense, deep, deep self-affirmation, you know, like like my my higher self telling me, you know, you've got this. You bust your ass for what you have. You you know, you deserve everything that you have. Your heart is true. And if you follow your heart, you will find truth. And it was like it was like really deep, like self hugging of the soul. And it was it was amazing and and just so refreshing to have an experience like that. When a lot of the time, if I'm in an altered state at the show, um, I can have a good time and be engaged. But there's there's a really thin line where I where I slip into some crevice in my brain and, and never to return again. And never have I ever had such a brilliant Um, conversation with myself that was so positive and refreshing and affirming. And then on Sunday night during the second set, eyes closed, body moving, hips swinging. Um, I had another conversation with myself that was almost more cautionary and and more like like tough love on myself because I like I said I also got the Casey Jones card when I pulled one from Liz's deck and the conversation went more along the lines of like, I know you have a lot going for you, but every time you say something about it, shit goes wrong. And it's like a lesson, you know, to like not get so ahead of myself and, and, and boast about the shit I'm working on. Because when you think your life is easy street, there's danger at your fucking door, you know? And it's like, I I have a lot going for me and I, I like to express that and then shit goes wrong and it doesn't work out how I thought it would and it ends up working out but in a completely different way and not the one that I told everyone it was going to work out you know so it was like night one was like you've got the stuff you've got it you've got the heart you have the vision and then night two was like like but but slow your fucking roll baby boy like you know, you can't keep like overexerting yourself and like giving more than you have and ending up feeling like you've been put out by your own ego because it is working harder than your heart is as hard as your fucking heart is working, you know? So it was like, it was very yin and yang. And, you know, with, with the music as my saddle, I was able to navigate all of this and process it in real time and not get swept under the rug with it you know they they gave me that 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 reel that fucking fishing line a a tether with which i could return from like these spaces and i i don't know man it was fucking wonderful 
And I'm so grateful because I've never had an experience like that seeing live music. You know, um, Papadozio is my favorite band. They make me feel at one. They connect me to my higher power and they, they give me the nectar that my soul needs to survive. The Grateful Dead is my peace. They, they console me and let me know that like at the end of the day, like everything passes and, and, and they're that bed of feathers. Um, that 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 keeps me like not like like a safety net you know and then fish is the band that literally gives me like the tools to to excavate my fucking brain and and like work through shit and like um this is all still like super fresh to me but it's incredibly exciting to like you know like Shannon said like find like these elements that like are like my my direction in life you know and um again 10 out of 10 fucking weekend um I couldn't be happier or more grateful than the music for the music, the people that I was with and, and you guys as well. Again, I thought of you the whole time and like, honestly, I'm really also grateful that you've given me a chance to explore a whole new art form, you know, whether or not I'm going to like pursue it. Um, it's been really fun to do this and have it be received so warmly by y'all. So I'm going to hop off my soapbox here, um, but I just want to thank y'all again for everything you do and everything you are, because y'all are the fucking best, and that's just a straight fact. Um, so Aaron, Apple, Mel, I love y'all so very much, and uh, give Darwin a smack on the ass for me. Mwah. Oh, and I lost the game. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville 
our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hello out there. Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!